0: we can help brainstorm
1: yeah you don't do everything bro yeah
0: crowdsource the, the okay thing.
1: I'm gonna
2: Yo,
0: what's it. going on
1: hey okay. hey brother how you doing
3: good man how are you
1: i'm good man can you repeat after me la?, <laughs> 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 right.
2: rami you and your sick jokes well <laughs> this is our i believe this is our fifth episode so welcome team team imposter syndrome our fifth episode how are you guys all doing
0: we're good good fantastic wonderful
2: the energy oh my gosh the energy <laughs> that i feel you know all of you guys need to stand up real quick stand up and do three jumping jacks and sit back down so so we're all on the same uh, energy level here same wavelength Exactly. No, we're we're we we're always in the same wavelength. Like that frequency we're always on, but the energy level, you know, <laughs> it's gets it's gets it gets disrupted.
1: So did you guys watch that whole um the I don't know not the SEC but the government people against or they were talking to Robinhood CEO, uh, Reddit CEO, all that stuff?
3: Uh, I caught bits and pieces. Uh, i didn't watch the whole thing the whole thing was hours and hours
1: but. yeah it was like an entire day i had it on the whole like kind of just running in the background and i remember yeah. at the end of the day i was like wait this thing is still going on this is like <laughs> a full work day dude that's <laughs> crazy
4: yeah.
2: yeah 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 i watched bits and pieces as well um I, one, one thing i found kind of uh odd and i've watched these hearings before but these time limits that they have they seem so short but then the entire thing is so long so it makes you. Makes sense. They give you
1: five minutes, right? They give everyone five minutes.
2: They give you five minutes, but you
3: have, like, 30 people on the committee, so it's, like, <laughs> terrible.
0: And the funny thing is, like, Vlad, he always starts off his thing with, oh, thanks for this question. Yeah. And, like, it, it yeah. like, takes up most of the time. I
2: really Honestly, know. I
3: think Vlad, he didn't do too well, like, compared to, like, the other people. Like, Yo, um, Keith
1: Gill is a G, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing that's confirmed is that he's not a cat, so I think, no. I think that's cleared. <laughs> No, hey, yo, you know,
1: somebody asked him a question because I don't know if you guys knew, there's a lot of people in the room. Like, what's Vlad? They'd ask, like, how many people are in the room with you? They're like, okay, five, including me, or four, including me. you, you know. Love. And then, yeah, they're asking, like, how many people are with you? He's
2: like, nobody. Huh. Yeah. He's an intelligent guy. Not just that, but when you don't really have much to hide, when you when you know you've, you haven't done anything wrong, it's yeah. much easier. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't understand this whole
1: cash. So the way they offer free commissions is they're rounding up the pennies during every trade. Is that what's happening?
3: Mm, so so they, the way Robinhood makes money is they sell their order flow, right? That's how they can afford no commissions. So Citadel and other brokers, they, they pay them to get the data on what trades are being made through Robinhood.
1: Oh, that's what order flow. So it's just data
3: yeah yeah but they're giving away your data your your data is essentially the commission
1: i got you and they use that data to make informed decisions because now they see okay this is the types of orders that are coming well
3: then they front run your position by like a millisecond right and they pick off not robin hood but like citadel and these people and they pick off like a microsecond and oh, like, wow. like a micro cent off your. that's
0: position. wild and it yeah. adds up pretty quickly
3: oh yeah it's wild
0: so
1: is it true that algorithms run like 70% of the market?
3: Yeah. yeah I mean, I, w- I wouldn't know if it's it's 70, but it's it's a large percentage for sure.
1: So just robots are buying and selling?
3: For sure. Yeah. yeah and it's interesting how it's kind of set up. Like they have um, outside the exchanges, they have like massive warehouses, like in, in Newark and stuff, like, out, like directly outside. They mm-hmm. have like direct cable access to like yes. the exchange. Yeah. And, and those and- oh, cables... Wow.
2: It's so, those milliseconds are so important that the length of those cables are actually important to the infrastructure. So if the cable isn't absolutely straight and there's like tanglement, it's going to cause an issue. So it's to that point where the length of the cable, the how straight the cable is, there's no unnecessary turns. um, It's something that- No way. Yeah, that's something that I, now don't hold me on to that. That's something that I learned years ago a professor of mine told me, and uh, when I was in university, now he could have been bullshitting me, but uh, so someone's a dick and they
1: step on the cords, you're like delaying it by a few milliseconds.
2: No, no, I don't think stepping on the cord really makes a difference. It's the it's the tra- distance traveled by electricity. Okay, electricity got it. Electricity goes as fast as almost as fast as um, light. Light. Holy and shit. the the generally, if your cords are kind of like like right here, you see my. Uh, charger plugged in if the cords twisting and turning it doesn't really make a difference so for most real real world cases i don't think it makes a big difference how long and twisted the cords are but when you're when you're trading uh things where even that half a millisecond makes a night and day difference then those things are important to the infrastructure it would it would suck if let's say because of some sort of technical kind of issue you know your order does not get placed, in someone else's does. It's weird because on on
1: TikTok there's some kid, literally a high school kid, and he built like his algorithm. Like, look at this! Look how cool it is! It analyzes five hundred stocks for me. Oh, look! It just bought one. Oh, look! It just sold. I'm like, what? People can build it at home.
3: yo yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and algo, you can build like anyone can build an algo. It's the difference. Is, I think you're talking about is between like HFTs, like high frequency traders, and yeah. um, and algos. Hmm. And algo is just is just code you can code in and and, and it does
1: it, like whatever your analysis is and exactly
3: yeah. but it can't be it can't really be discretionary analysis it has to be um, like it has to be hard data right
2: yeah exactly like this is yeah. the PE ratio this is the, whatever exactly yeah, yeah. yeah okay that's cool machine learning I mean, if, if you really wanted to and I, I believe there are certain kind of companies that are building algorithms like this I remember when I was doing uh, user testing in the lobby of CBC one of the user testers that I was talking to was a CEO I can't remember the name of this company he's the CEO and co-founder of this fintech company and they were building algorithms to Something to do with trade, stock trading, and something along the lines of watching even what the news has to say and predicting. I wonder if
1: ETFs run that way. I wonder if they use algorithms to like, or are they managed by humans? You yeah. know,
0: but no, no, those uh, are those are human managed mostly. Yeah. Oh
1: no, yeah, okay. yeah,
3: your mutual funds are mostly um, human managed, managed. That's why they yeah. underperform the market. Mutual funds,
2: <laughs> and, and you don't, you generally don't want them to be changing. You, you, those ETFs don't change positions. Often, yeah. So quickly, so often, right? So you, you don't want that. The whole point of ETFs are they're stable enough with growth rather than w- the Wild West kind of riding the roller coaster up and down. Uh, I
0: think ARC is different in that case. They really are actively managed. and Oh, yeah? yeah. They're really, really good.
2: You know what the real test would be is when ARC collapses. And, and, and the key word is when and not if, in my opinion. Really, and this is coming from someone that has very little to next knowledge, <laughs> trading. but um, that's something that I've talked about with Rami. I think when we, even when we started DM, I genuinely think the tech industry has been not just a stock, but the tech industry in general has just been running on a large bubble for a very long time. Startups getting a ridiculous amount of fundings, investors throwing <laughs> monies here and there, you know venture capitalists throwing other people's money into into things hedging their best against a bunch of different companies most startups failing i mean it's healthy for growth and innovation but i don't know i, I don't actually understand how it uh, sustains itself when you have companies like snapchat that's still running at a i think they're running at a loss right uber's running at a loss, and. Well, where, where where does it all end i mean i think with uber it makes sense they want to just autonomous driving they want to do get there but how long before they even get there it's not even the technology that's going to be an issue with for them the technology is going to be an issue but how do you get past the whole uh rules and regulation people like, how are people aren't even i don't think a, a lot of people understand that It's no longer, at least for, not for Uber's case, Uber is kind of behind technology, but in humans in general, they're not too far away from uh, having autonomous, fully autonomous vehicles out on the road. You and I could one. Yes, it's it's mostly what's holding back are philosophical questions. How do you, uh, philosophical as well as political. For instance, I think we talked about this in in, in in an episode. Yeah, we did. But when a car is driving, for do you, do you guys recall two two years ago there was a case where an Uber test uh, run of a of a truck, the guy that was monitoring it he looked away for a bit and then it crashed into. It crashed into something. I can't remember if it yeah, was. Yeah, I
4: remember what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I remember what it was the
2: case? I can't remember.
0: I think it was like a jaywalking person, and, and it just it, hit it. oh,
2: and it hit it right. And then the guy, I think the 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 person, the Caribbean lady, passed away. Anyways, the question, the question really is, how do you make that decision?
1: It's funny on that show upload that you recommended. They tackled that question. So, because in that show, it's set in the future, and everyone has autonomous vehicles, right? And so in the show, basically, in the vehicle, you get to decide the setting to prioritize passengers or prioritize, like, pedestrians. You're right. I remember now. Wow. So, like, I remember the main character, he always prioritizes pedestrians. Um, and But his girlfriend always, like, prioritized uh, passengers.
2: Mm. Mm. Again, the, philosophical and then political. And in Carlton, there was, oh, man, I wish I had a better memory. Around the time that I was Carlton had this this human interactive some some bullshit building uh, that dealt with um, how humans can interact with computers, both in terms of interface robots and stuff. I don't I don't know exactly what was going going on in that building. a lot of a lot of research, but they had this um, this specialization. It was computer science, but with the uh, uh, psychology. But they also had a computer science with the philosophy kind of uh, computer. Oh, philosophy. nice! And and it and it really do- dove into uh, the ethics and com- computer philosophy and ethics. And that's a huge question, not just in the and just in general. Which what we've talked about parts of that in our previous podcast with so social media and how it affects it. People talked about how phone. Effects like there are some philosophical questions behind the use of technology, and and that ties into something that um, Rami had mentioned. We we were having a discussion about you know even twenty years ago when and and this is how school system has had school curriculum has developed, you know retaining knowledge retaining information was quite important and somewhat essential for you to succeed in your career, in your education at least, right? And the idea was that you retain that information because the information isn't readily available. But when you're studied in that kind of field, not only would you have the information available, but on the on the off chances that you do forget, you know where to go and look for them, you know? and Now we're in an era where so much information is available, like so much information. I'm pretty sure we have more information available to us than the scholars even 100 years ago had available to them, right? And so the question was, well, now we don't rely on retaining information, which is why I don't remember the last time I remembered a phone number. I don't think I've remembered any new phone numbers in the last five six years, other than my own. Oh, same. And there's many examples of that. Your phone numbers. I mean, sometimes, to be honest, even email addresses, and I just kind of rely on. I'll type a few beginning of the few letters, and they'll pop up. It, and it's gone for me. It's gone so bad that even spelling. Sometimes some things I just don't even care if I spell right or wrong. I know if I spell right enough. <laughs> It's gonna auto correct. They'll tell me what the options are. But so Rami's question was, well, if we if we don't actually need, uh, we don't need we don't actually need the ability to retain information. What is the next step? What 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 do we need to do? It's no longer about retaining information. So what do you guys think? And Rami had a pretty cool idea. Am I still with everyone here? Or what's <laughs> I don't know. I know what's saying anything. Did, did did I lose them? Did I bore them to death? <laughs> Are they done? Charos, Mo, no? Nolan. I don't know why that's
0: so up. Hello, hello.
2: Oh, I got
0: I got, I got I got I got I got cut, <laughs> cut off.
2: What's what's up? Oh, you... <laughs> <laughs> I had this entire monologue. <laughs> Tears were flowing down my cheek, <laughs> you know. There were hugs <laughs> in order, and all of a sudden, you guys disappear. So, okay, so, so,
0: yeah, I'll summarize what happened. I missed, I think,
2: the last twenty seconds. Oh, Nolan here. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm here. Oh. here. Okay, okay. Short story, long story short, we no longer require uh, ourselves to retain information. So that's not that's no longer no longer a primary um, thing. So what yeah. is the next thing? What is it? It used to be retention of information and knowledge. What is the next thing when, when we actually don't even need that anymore? Uh,
0: I would say maybe even, um, I mean, if if, this, if the world continues the way it is, I would say even jobs. If like UBI becomes a thing, you know?
2: Mm. Mm, okay. You mean jobs as in? Um, like, as like the main source of income income or also productivity and production
0: that too actually if, if autonomous okay uh, takes over
2: fair enough i think that, that that's that is a good point but what i uh, was asking more of is human skills in general so you there were skills that were needed if you were a blacksmith and then now it's not so much needed because you have um press machines you know you have metal casting So certain skills over time are no longer needed. For most of human history, the retaining of knowledge was quite lucrative. And that was something that, you know, for the longest time, only a select few were capable of. And then more and more during near our modern age, uh, it was expected of most people, if not everyone. But now we don't need to. We have our phones in our hands that are, that we have the access, we have access to more information than we we can we don't we know what to do with, so that skill is not not needed, a, as we become more and more dependent on technology.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So what replaces that? What skills do you guys think replaces that?
3: Um, I would think um, uh, emotive skills, so like uh, emotional reasoning, mm. and. Um, more so along the lines of, uh, like inner psychology and stuff like that in terms of, uh, in people expressing, um, themselves Mm. into, um, just expression in general, really, because, um, you said we, we took away, we took away retaining knowledge and that leads to a whole bunch of, uh, other kind of symptoms that, Mm affect us internally actually Mm. right yeah yeah and expressing oneself at that point um becomes infinitely harder and just because we have like all this access to information um it doesn't mean we can actually express ourselves to to do that
2: oh okay i know exactly what you're saying
3: yeah maybe i'm not explaining it as well but yeah if you catch my drift yeah
2: i do i do it's kind of like I read a lot, and I feel like I understand a lot, but I'm not able to articulate everything that I read. Most of the shit that I read, I cannot articulate. And so what you're kind of saying is the more we become dependent on the fact that we have that information always available, the less ability, and it goes back to the whole idea of communication and articulation and, and those broads broad kind of themes and so what you're saying is a symptom of us losing the ability or needing the ability to retain and communicate that information it's not just retaining information now it's also communicating that information correct and so yes. now we're going to struggle with expressing ourselves which is inherently very important for for humans
3: absolutely that's 100 what i was saying
2: i understand that's, that's it i never actually thought of that that's actually a pretty good Point and I, I may suffer from some of that. <laughs> See, for me, my, my whole thing with this whole uh,
1: information overlord or overload is a overload. bit different. so Overlord,
0: too, to be honest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I think we consume like a ridiculous amount of content and it's extremely diverse and, um, you know, I think nobody can argue that we, we are consuming today what people I don't know if they did it, you know, what we consume in a day. I wonder if people did it in a month, to be honest, you know, I, I don't know what pastoral life in 1200s was like, you know, what I mean, but uh, I think we consume a ridiculous amount of information. And what I'm wondering is, look, a lot of people say that, you know what, like, you, we all hear there's a mental health crisis, we've all heard that, right. Uh, and a lot of people argue, well, not really, you know, mental health was always there. It's just we're categorizing it now or we're better at identifying it now. So that might be true, but what I think might be the case is okay, so everyone, you know, knows what natural selection is, right? So the environment selects for things that are um advantageous for your species to procreate and, and survive and thrive, right? So people often say that you know, natural selection is kind of dead for humans. We have conquered our terrain, and you know, what 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 You know, environment. We have homes. We have central heating. We have you know food available at all times. There's not much happening to us where we're undergoing the forces of natural selection in the modern era. Um, But what I'm starting to think is that this new this world of content you know overload is our new. It is, it is the new selective pressure on the species. I think that, look, there are good humans that can take social media. These things are not going away, okay? They're, these things are not going away. So if you're unable to not only take in information, sort and filter it, you know, you know, do whatever you have to do to make this information usable and beneficial to you and not have you crack down. Either you can crack down by, you know, social media, you have teens getting depressed or even adults actually really getting depressed or you have so much information that you start falling into, you know, polarization where you become extreme on one side or the other. Um, if basically it's preventing you from being as, uh, uh, what's the word? Hmm. Basically, if information causes you, if this overload of information and your, your inability to uh, take this information in and it being beneficial for you, if you're not good at that, you are going to be selected against. And things like mental health crises is, are going to happen. If you're unable to operate on social media and on, you know, on the Internet in general and use that to be ahead of your competitors, you could call them, right? You will you, you will fail, and I think that is the selective pressure that's happening right now. P- humans that take in this information and end up going crazy or depressed or you know wh- whatever the case may be that's driving them insane due to just so much information overload. Overload, I think you're going to be selected against, and what the humans that are going to survive and thrive are the people that can, you know, use the way that the world is now and succeed. They can understand that you know what I maybe for example in Ashar's example maybe retention's not necessary. You don't need to remember the specifics. As long as you understand the fundamentals, you know where to pick up and get the specifics. I know that neurons work in a certain way. I don't need to know the specifics. I don't need to know the name of the protein that it, you know, it, it gets coded for, for the specific function. But I know that, okay, there, is a, there, there are proteins that get encoded. During, and then for the specifics, you use the internet. You know what I mean? So people who are able to understand this environment and how to navigate through this environment and succeed, they will thrive. And those that get broken down by it, they just, you know, they're not. And I think that is the selective pressure on humans today. Uh, In 100 years from now, I think the kids of that era will be much more adept at handling social media and handling content than we are, actually, you know?
0: So I guess also education comes in hand with this. Um, Correct. you're programmed a certain way from a young age, um, you deal with things differently, such as like these days where, you know, all the students are you know, going to class from home, um, they can easily, you know, cheat on the test and not really retain all the required knowledge. So when the time comes to actually apply their knowledge, they will definitely be at a disadvantage.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like having all this content, you there has you have to succeed. You have to know like how to leverage it the right way and how to navigate it the right way.
2: Now, are you assuming that that for? for- as a matter of fact, that we're actually going to get past it.
1: Yeah. I think that the, I think we, there are people that know how to use it again, just looking at trading as an example. Okay. There are many people that knew nothing that and there's so much content about this topic, and they figured out how to learn from the best of the best, take in what they needed, ignore the, the you know, filter through the crap and use that knowledge to, to do things. If you look in the tech industry, there are a lot, there are basically people who knew nothing about how to program and how to, and they learned how to use content, the internet to their advantage to learn, improve, and, and basically um, make use of this new skill. You know, mm-hmm. even cooking, how many of you, how I think people today. Know how to cook better than before because you, you want a recipe now. You don't have to dig through your grandma's, you know, chicken scratch <laughs> handwriting. You have access to like fifty thousand recipes for that one dish you're trying to make, and bro, they come I with reviews, and you know.
2: <laughs> I don't know if it's nostalgia or what the hell it is, but cooking, all people know how to cook.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think in our generation. I don't think uh, when we are like, I don't think people today know how to cook. I'll give
2: you an you know, example. Yeah. Amongst honeys. you know, when I was growing up, I remember my mom having that. What is that? What is that thing called? Where you kind of grind up. Your whole oh, like
1: a, yeah, yeah, like those. Uh, what are those called? Like those crushers? I don't know what you call them.
3: Like the cardamom crusher things. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh doesn't name, but it's on my tongue. I can't really say. Oh. Yeah, I've,
2: I've just lost it. But whatever that thing is, guys, you guys can see what I'm doing with my hand. But it's you hold this handle. And you kind of squish the crap that you put into there, dried up seeds and. Um, is change. it a
0: mortar and pestle?
2: Mortar uh, yes, and pestle. That's yes. It, yes, that's, that's it. Yes, wow. got it. Okay, we <laughs> saved our life there. But I remember my my I remember when I was young, my mom was using that. Even when I was in Pakistan, even before we came here, my mom was using that. Even when we came here, she was using that, and people didn't use the shan masala and stuff. That is. A new phenomenon. You used to like mix, and that's why everyone's biryani was kind of different tasting because everyone had. there would be
1: different estimations of those ingredients. So. Not just
2: different estimation, but just for different kinds of things, they would be willing to put into biryani. Mm.
0: There's,
2: there's wow. an interesting philosophy behind behind machine
3: grinding your spices and hand grinding them. What really? Yeah, yeah. It might be an Indian philosophy. I have no idea, but um, whether you put it in a machine and and you grind the same thing or you like can you hand grind it or you use force like it's something about like the energy properties of like you actually grinding it and how it relates to taste i have no idea if there's any you know why? behind it but it might be you know why that might be
1: true honestly like you've ever i mean look at the craze on artisanal things like artisanal kimchi artisanal coffee i think we inherently I don't know if we appreciate or we. There's something about when you know that something's handmade or there's an artisanal aspect to it that it 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 does taste better or feels better, you know.
0: Yeah. It's the human touch.
1: Yeah. Like Tim Hortons chicken noodle soup is different from homemade <laughs> chicken noodle soup. <laughs> <you know?
0: laughs>
1: I'm telling you, bro. So maybe there is something to it. I don't know about the energies and all that stuff, but yeah. Like, have you guys ever done pour over coffee?
0: Uh, what's
1: um, that? Uh-oh. So people who are really big coffee maniacs, uh, one of my ex-co-workers, you know, we had a coffee phase. We went from buying Tim Hortons to, you know what, screw Tim Hortons, let's grind our own. So we grinded our own beans and then we made espressos and did it like that. Then he got into pour over coffee where it's like you get uh, this like triangle kind of funnel. I guess all funnels are triangles. So it's like a funnel. And then you put the coffee, uh, What are they called? The paper, coffee paper, what is that? Filter, coffee filter. You grind the beans. Mm -hmm. You put the grinded beans in this filter. And at the bottom of the filter, it's like a, like a bowl, you know, kind of looks like an hourglass. So then you pour the hot water over the over the grinded bean and you wait for about like 60 seconds until you notice these bubbles forming. After the bubbles form, then you pour over again until you make a full cup. And it's just like a really artisanal way to make coffee. And a lot of places now in Toronto and stuff, if you see that they offer pour over coffee, you'll see it's more expensive. But basically, it's just like an artisanal, you know, methodology towards how do you make your brew.
0: So does it like get drained in in like the bowl at the bottom? Like the final product? Oh, okay. So it it kind of steeps. It's uh, like, yeah, you're pretty much
1: like kind of steeping. your. But the most important thing is what they call the blooming phase, which is like, the, when, after you do your first initial pour uh you wait for these bubbles to form
2: Bro, we we as a human race have we have too much time oh yeah you think anyone had to pour time. over coffee back freaking like unless the coffee bubbles i'm not I'm not having your shitty ass instant coffee no what? we
1: are honestly we are fair we are kings I'll every time i come back from the grocery store I'm like I cannot believe that we can
2: buy this shit you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pording. No, you're absolutely right when you're saying that we're literally pharaohs. That one thing that you keep saying, what was that thing about pissing in a porcelain? Oh, uh, yeah, like our toilet. You, toilet. Rent, you see the funniest thing. I just can't.
1: Honestly, man. But, yeah, I think we've beaten that topic to death. It's just uh gratitude, man. Gratitude.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. Bro, um, this is something that uh, Shiroz and I were just talking about we were out with the buddy of his today for a walk and the I think what I said was the poor of today have it way better than the richest of the rich you know even 150 200 years ago
1: when you say poor like you're not you're not obviously talking homeless and muslim just somebody who's like renting a home or like living somewhere yeah, okay. that low, like homelessness
2: income. is a different thing. I mean, and I think even homelessness has, has they have different kind of stages. There's homelessness where you're completely mad crazy and you just, there's no way just out. It's just hard
1: for you to function in society, yeah.
2: Yeah, you're just, you're just not part of the function society. And then there's homelessness that, that people that are running into um, it's a bad time bad, yeah. time. bad, just bad everything. But This but,
0: is more like the lower income bracket. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, sometimes lower income bracket,
0: they're living like kings too.
1: Like, but a relative to lower
2: income, I don't mean lower income necessarily in our society. I'm talking about people like people that say, Oh, those workers back in China making two dollars an hour, terrible working conditions, and they, they have a point to an extent, but they, they tend to forget that just a generation ago, most of those people were starving to death. Oh, wow, but, well that's where well, that's why these wet markets even existed in china part of it was because in the 60s when mao's reforms were causing agriculture industry to completely you know fall flat they weren't able to sustain and feed the entire population that's why a large part, part of chinese population relied on basically roadkill or wild meat and that's where this concept of concept of wet market comes from the point is that just a co- few generations ago i would even say a, a generation before these people were either fighting uh, s- uh starvation or working the fields right that's not to say that okay now we shouldn't strive for a better future for them but in retrospect their their two dollars an hour may go a longer way than your you know 15 dollars an hour and in Canada or, or the US and it's it, it I think that's how it needs to be discussed for instance in Pakistan if you're making you know two dollars an hour USD and you're working um let's say in just normal hours you're racking in 50 56,000 you know 60,000 rupees now that's not a lot of money and you would technically would want more, but that's a great salary for a kid that's in school. And that's who we're employing at, at DM. Right? A lot of our people that a lot of the people that are working are kids that are working at DM.
1: Kids when we say kids, uh, we, we do mean they're, they're legally uh, adults, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't
2: mean I don't mean kids as in it's you know, like my EQAO yeah.
1: is in tomorrow.
2: Kids as in adults that are in university. And they're, they're learning a very healthy wage. 50, 50 60,000 rupees a month is not going to go you, it's not going to take you a long way. But in countries like that, you have to remember let's just talk about food. Canada, if you go out to eat, unless you're going fine dining, on average, you'll spend maybe 10, $12 for a meal, right? You can go cheaper than that, maybe 8 but generally around that mark, let's say seven to twelve dollars is an average price for 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 that. Yeah. In third world countries, you can go to McDonald's and it'll cost you in Pakistan, let's say, you know, a thousand rupees, twelve hundred rupees, three thousand rupees for a meal or some some something along those lines. But in the same country, you can go to you can go get street food and get a three hundred rupee burger as well. Oh wow. You have options and you have way more options, and, and the society, society has needs of feeding people. D- does, that, does that make sense at all? That $2, what is that? There's a word for that. Purchasing
1: power. You're Purchasing saying the purchase power, power. yeah.
2: Look okay, at, like, I, I, there's a reason you went to UTM. You know? Yeah. <laughs> there's a reason you went to UTM and I didn't. And, and that, that's like, <laughs> you, you have this knowledge in you. But yeah, that's that's. Uh, I don't actually know how we got to that topic, but the point is that um, even even those people have it better than just a generation ago. They still they don't have it perfect, but man, we have medical science. I cannot even imagine what would happen if I need to get my tooth extracted. Two hundred years ago, what on earth? It already hurts. <laughs> have oh, I, has anyone gotten their wisdom tooth removed? Yeah, I did all of mine. Okay, so um, now imagine getting that shit done 200 years ago, a hundred years ago, without real anesthesia, and wh- what are you supposed to do? Like just being pain your entire life? Yeah, get you just get you drunk.
0: Yeah, just get whiskey.
2: Well, Unless
1: you're in a Muslim country, then they just say, you know, you're it's, done.
0: It's
2: not. <laughs> it's not the. It's not the fact that. Um, it's not the fact that you. Ooh, Uh, are in pain not in pain at the time it's like the healing process bro i just remember just being in pain the very next day so let's say you're drunk in the moment you're fine but the day after when you wake up oh gosh it would hurt and remember antibiotics weren't even a thing so if it gets infected well good luck yeah you're just dead
1: dude think about pregnant like women who give birth you like you like having what's that thing they put in you epidural
3: yeah
1: like almost it's almost like a standard like you you know it's like having water like you are giving birth, you have to have an epidural what did they do back then you're in a clean bed super sterile and all that stuff back then people just shooting popping babies out on the street like, I don't even know what the hell they were doing but like obviously they had midwives and they had their own, own cultural practices but could you imagine how different giving birth was back then that's why the, the i'm sure the death rate was crazy honestly yeah, it was
0: much higher than it is now
1: yeah, I'm saying we're, there's a part of luck. You know, the cards you were dealt, one of them is the year that you're born.
2: Oh, absolutely, the year you were born. I mean, I'm sure people 100 years from now are going to look back and like 90, imagine being born in the 90s, you know? Yeah. What the hell? You had to, bro, we, when we're going to look, when, when our kids are going to look back to the music that we listened to, the shit that we played with, like, do you guys remember that thing? Um, what the hell was it called where you would press this? It was it was filled with water, and you would press these, like, buttons, and these air bubbles would pop oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, I remember what you were talking those about.
4: rings, and used to... I still have it, probably sitting somewhere.
2: Bro, those things were so fun, and I don't think kids these days... Maybe maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but kids are probably going to look... Bro, cool.
1: when VR is at the level that they're supposed to get at, everything we have for entertainment is going to be... So rudimentary and garbage, like, like even experiencing movies in VR in the future, it's gonna be crazy. Like you get to walk around the house and like while the scene's occurring, when you're seeing what the other character's doing in another, it's gonna be crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah it's gonna. I'm I'm thinking, bro. Okay, so here's another thing, and this could just be okay. So this could just be because we're we we're, we're older now, and so nothing amazes us, but. Do you guys feel like just remember 10 years ago, 20 years ago, even when we would see something new come out? The amazement of how wild things were. You guys recall, I remember when I first played Call of Duty and Metal One, <laughs> and that. Bro, I swear to God, you go look look at Medal of Honor and they're square looking like face triangle. Yeah, face. but when you're a kid, they look like real life. Bro. No, for I sure. Was amazed, man. I couldn't <laughs> believe what was going on. <laughs> Be- the
0: thing is, it's because of the standard. Uh, we have yeah. a standard. And once our standard increases, so does our expectation.
1: Yeah, but what, uh, what is it, like, what is it with us not being able to get excited as easily? Do you think it's an age thing? Or is it just a content overload thing?
0: It's a bit of both, I think.
1: Yeah, Because, like, porn is the clearest example. You start off with watching Bulma get, you know, savaged by Vegeta on, on uh, some website and you go from cartoons to real people then from real people now, people, you know, need to see ridiculous shit to, to get off. Like, is that just because you just you require more? Is it just, like, drugs? Like, your tolerance goes up?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it could be. It could be the, the ex- exposure. Look, what I um, sorry, I, I actually missed a bit of what you were talking about. I had this, <laughs> I had the Mufti messaging me about something's going on with the Discord. But um, back to the point, what I was trying to make was you have like for <laughs> a ten, just 10 years ago, the idea of what we have as a phone was honestly a a, like a very far into the future type of thing like this seems really to, 2010 or 2012 2009 is when the HTC came out right and the iPhone came out as well 2009 2008 so I remember the first HTC Google HTC phone it had this slider thing and and a physical keyboard, but it had the screen, and my mind was blown when I saw, (laughs) we could download games other than Snake. It, It was just, I could not believe how cool it was. And so when that thing came out, even then, it wasn't like you had the internet on here, but you really didn't use it for that. Right? What I'm saying is, just before the iPhone came out, the idea of having a, something this powerful in your hands was something on like Star Trek mm. yeah were, true you, yeah you recall like even laptops were, laptops were shit man you if you wanted a real working station you needed a you need a desktop a laptop was it can get things done but not everything right yeah I don't know I still believe that <laughs> really no, yeah, man. Me, man. Have you no? Come on. What? What do you? What laptop do you have right now,
4: dude? I have. I have different laptops right now. I'm using HP, but every time I have to do something like real work, yeah, I always switch to desktop. Yeah, I thought desktops were dead. Well, I just made mine alive back. It was. It's like ten years old, and I kind of upgraded it.
1: Damn! If only we could do that to ourselves, huh? I know, right? <laughs> but that, that, that I, I think for video processing and all that, jazz, yeah, you need like a really powerful computer. But or gaming, yeah, or gaming, even, even that, like or, or Bitcoin they, are, mining.
0: Aren't
1: <laughs> aren't <laughs> games streamed now though? Games are streamed, right? Or is that the future of gaming? Is like uh, I, I
2: don't believe in streaming. There's always going to be some latency. Google Stadia got canceled.
0: You got canceled, yeah, because it's shit
2: product. Bro, no, it wasn't that shit, man. I was so excited. I was oh like, yeah, yeah, sure, you were so excited.
0: I'm sorry, but it was terrible.
2: Bro, <laughs> for someone like me that doesn't really game much and all I have to do is pay a subscription and I can kind of get things done. I don't want to spend too much money or space in having a PC. It Listen, just...
0: knowing Google and then canceling every single project for two years, it made sense to cancel. Yeah,
1: oh, oh no way. I didn't even know they have a track record Google doing is, that?
2: Google is known to just cancel pro- projects left and right. You remember um Uh, Google
0: Inbox, and before that, we had I think Google Wave, which was like the the Facebook competitor. Oh, yeah. Google
2: Plus. That was Google Plus. Plus. That was the biggest flop ever. Even before Google Plus, there was Orchid. That was also Google. Yeah, yeah. Orchid, Google Plus. Google Plus was garbage. Horrible. The worst thing is Google has cancelled very good products for no reason. Absolutely no reason. Or maybe there's a reason and we don't understand it. At least they didn't specify a
3: reason man Bro, it's like, like those eyeglasses oh uh, yeah Google exactly. glasses. Yeah. Exactly. oh they canceled that too yeah
2: yeah
1: oh damn what the hell
0: because they, yeah, they throw everything at the kitchen sink and see what floats if it doesn't float done
1: you guys have watched silicon valley
0: yeah good show good show so
1: the uh, the product that they were so the whole point of the, uh, so for those who haven't watched it that they have a company called pied piper yeah. and the purpose of their product it was a decentralized internet so instead of relying on servers like amazon web so basically they believe that there's a few problems number one there's a monopoly of who kind of owns the internet which is these big corporations and number two they're like they end up using your data to you know s- basically they, they sell your data mm-hmm. So they created a decentralized internet which is uh, the internet it's kind of a network uh, based on our devices so it's like smart fridges your phones whatever it is that's kind of the network so the network's actually not controlled by any entity it's kind of just controlled by the network itself and it was pretty much like instead of a cryptocurrency which is a decentralized you know currency this was a decentralized internet that's kind of the product but i've been noticing more and more and i don't know if it's because i've been watching the show and my data is getting shared but um i've been seeing more videos and stuff about like how people want to make that they want to make a decentralized internet do you guys think that's going to be a thing
2: I thought decentralized internet was a thing already. Yeah.
0: Like, no one really owns the internet. It's just a bunch of servers hooked up.
2: Yeah, but the mo- mo-
1: is it how much a percentage of those servers are owned by companies? Like well, Amazon Because you have to
0: host your content somewhere.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I think the whole point of Pied Piper is that it would, it was basically... I don't know. Well, it was, they have some stupid compression thing that's probably fake, but... Um, the whole point the, the way they explain it is like your devices are almost like hosting the information it's in it, as long as it's shared with so many devices then it becomes possible
3: is- recently i've heard of uh, blockchain social media they're trying to create oh yeah i, interesting. I, I don't know if, like the details behind it maybe like i'm sure Shiroz or someone can explain it but like i found it really interesting you know to, like it'll stop like all the interference and stuff if you have like a you know, kind of like a decentralized thing.
1: That's so interesting. I'm trying to look at this right now. Blockchain, social media. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a thing. People are okay, talking I, about. I
2: still have trouble understanding blockchain, so I can't really blockchain is it. its own. It, it it's so easy to understand and it's so complicated at the same time. Yeah, I don't know how to even talk about it. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, 32 bytes. Yeah, these, these bytes have all this information and then they're all chained to each other. So yeah, okay, that makes sense. And then- but See, that's the problem. Why is it so complicated?
1: Like it, it's almost as complicated as when someone tries to explain string theory. It's like, why is it this complicated? Because it is
2: that complicated, bro. You have to understand that blo- blockchain isn't something that just was invented now. This is something that's been around. The, the idea of blockchain has been around for a while. Right.
1: 1982 it looks like right. photographer so, oh, so- David oh, oh, Chom first proposed okay
2: so it's it's imagine string theory and then but now we're able to apply the science into engineering and that's what computers are all about imagine like these things are complicated technology in itself is complicated but these things are complicated man like i i, I don't even i don't think i even understand down to the core of what i build let alone what uh, blockchain technology is like if you ask me well underneath the, uh, underneath all of android what is exactly going on very few people myself included will be able to tell you what exactly is going on so blockchain is and it's just not it's not just blockchain what so in in artificial intelligence i did i wrote a paper on hopfield neural network this thing was written back in the. It's the first, the first kind of indication of something like this was mentioned back in the late seventies, eighties, early eighties. So you have to imagine like it took two, almost three decades for it to be applicable, and it's still like it's if someone if someone explained to you well how how does machine learning work, I can tell you the high levels of how machine learning works, but it's still very complicated.
1: Mm, fair enough
2: so it's kind of like that like uh, even stats you know you learn stats can you explain stats to someone if I ask you certain things mm. it's probably like that and, and this is what we, what uh, I was having a conversation I've had this conversation with you and Charles today about crypto I think crypto is in this in, in this primitive infancy infancy stage where it's the wild West we are fine tuning the technology but how it'll be used is still s- up in the air and when people try to com- compare crypto to um the US dollar and just how our how our system works right now they, they
1: call fiat start- currency apparently that's what they call it. so there's fiat currency and then there's like yeah
2: so cryptocurrency yeah. when and gold sorry yeah and gold and- <laughs> <laughs> Bro this okay for let's take the, the the US dollar for instance the US dollar for the long, for, for the longest time was backed up by gold it's no longer backed up by gold
1: gra- who's it backed by again just the federal reserve is that like is Nothing. that how it
3: works?
2: that's why it's called fiat it's
3: backed by the US military <laughs> when they
2: say that they give me that the US military will insure you no, you just, you just, no, he's just joking about the U.S. military. It's he, oh. just backed up by the U.S. government. So we trust the government. If gov- you, you trust that the government's so, so stable that that money is going to exist. So it's like an insurance. It's pretty much an insurance. Yeah, that's what uh, currency was. What I'm saying is it's no longer backed up by the gold standard. So that's changed. We, when, we, when we do trading and stock trading and all that, all that crap, it didn't, it didn't evolve in, in a matter of a year and all of a sudden 1900s hit and then now we have a stock exchange. <laughs> These things take time to develop. Crypto has realistically been around, in my opinion, five years. It existed before that, but in the mainstream eyes, it wasn't until Bitcoin started getting wild and it was worth thousands of dollars. That's when people started under, even hearing Cryptocurrency. It's only been five years, and we're gonna start seeing a stage in which where things are gonna kind of level off. It's not gonna be such a wild west, and um, there's gonna be real world applications that are gonna exist. Though, though, it already kind of exists, but no one's using them exactly the way it's intended. Like you have non fungible tokens that should, some sometimes gamers should be using, probably do use. It's kind of the Wild West. There's like, I think there's like over 4,000 tokens that are listed on on CoinGecko and probably like 100, 200, maybe 300 tops are worth really anything. Everything else is just bullshit. So I, I
1: learned of this theory and I want to get your guys, I mean, if any of you guys have taken finance in school, because I have, I did not. And something about like modern economy theory, some sort of modern theory and i don't know if you guys have MMT,
3: modern monetary theory right
1: oh that's probably yes okay there you go so if i understand this correctly nolan it's how to it's basically a a way to get basically it's like how to solve economic downturn without causing inflation and the way the guy explained it and it's actually sounded kind of smart like again it was so rudimentary explained but he's like okay your people are suffering they need money you print more money okay you give them money. So you like, just like, let's use this COVID example. You print $600 checks for every American. Every American gets a $600 check. You've just printed all that money. Okay. Mm-hmm. When that money comes back to you in the form of taxes, what this theory stipulates is, okay, you receive uh, like chunks of that money back in taxes. And what you do to prevent inflation is you do not circulate that money back. So it's almost like you temporarily stimulated it. And then when it comes back, you don't allow it to circulate again. So it's like people pay off their debts and whatever. And then that money doesn't get circulated again.
0: But how do you prevent it from being circulated? That's how money works. It's always circulated somehow. Yeah, yeah. But I'm
1: saying the money that goes to the government, I guess, that like again, as tax. Yeah, he, they're talking specifically about tax money. So you've given them all this money. Part that money comes back to you in the form of. tax. Let's just say you've given a trillion. You're going to receive a trillion in taxes at some point, and you just don't allow that specific amount to get circulated back.
2: But how do you how do you
3: not allow? Like, yeah, uh, I'm missing your thing.
1: So, uh, well, again, all the guy explained is, okay, you printed a dollar. Let's just say you've given that dollar to Rami. Rami spends that, sorry, whatever. You've given dollars to everyone. They spend their money and part of that money goes to taxes. It goes back to the government. Now what the government does is they do not, like, let's say there, you've given out a trillion dollars and let's say there was $6 trillion total of taxes you received, but you know that you've given out a trillion, you know, through your stimulus. So out of the six trillion you received in taxes, one trillion you're never going to allow to circulate back into the economy. You just as if it never existed.
2: Oh, are you talking about preventing inflation after you've correct? Pension? Yeah, correct. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. You're saying, but how does that how how does that even work? Like, that, I don't know.
1: He never explained the mechanic. He, he just said this is what again. It was like a sixty second clip. You're just saying this is a theory that of way of giving people money to solve economic downturn without causing inflation be by re- preventing the recirculation. So it's like, it's almost like you temporarily inflated it instead of permanently inflated it.
3: And Then we'd see a decrease in like things like the federal funds rate and stuff like that, which we yeah. haven't at all. Like, it's just, it's just been infinitely going higher. Like mm. I, I never see like, a, like maybe the federal funds rate is not tied to that, but I haven't seen like government, Taking anything and putting it back, you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, like, yeah. perpetually out there. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, I just, guess I wonder what, wondering wondering, what that theory is coined for. It's in- an interesting theory that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Like <laughs> for the past couple of years, to be honest, because um, it's not the theory we were kind of taught in in economics and. Mm. Um, it's 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 a newer theory that every single central banker has 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 kind of adopted. It started in Japan actually.
1: Oh wow! And
3: yeah, and they started it um in the nineties after their economy started to sour. Uh, they had a really they had really big boom years in the seventies and eighties, right? And then in the in the nineties, um, yeah, China their whole like,
0: electronics age.
3: Yeah, it, it kind of faltered, and China kind of started Ooh, coming up. Dude. And this is when they started um kind of like using mmt and after 2008 basically all the western economies just joined them the problem is we haven't there hasn't been any uh adverse negative consequences yet and like yet is like mm. the big asterisk yeah we don't know like it's it's like a theory we've tried out and it's like it's like taking <laughs> cocaine it's like you can take as much of it and then <laughs> you know at, at some point you hit a you hit a wall right We just don't know what an end cause is. I mean, I still barely
1: understand inflation. I honestly still barely understand it. Like, why do things have to cost more just because there's more money in circulation? Because value. Like, why don't people just choose not to charge more?
3: You barely understand it because we've barely experienced it in our lifetimes, actually. (laughs) Like, since we've grown up, like, inflation is not. it's not like what it used to be. Like we used to have severe inflation downturns, like, especially in the seventies in the States and Canada, we had like Mm -hmm. pretty severe inflation. But
1: But like, how do you explain it? Okay. Like just in case I, so I understand this, you print more money. So now your dollars worth less. Okay. So your, why does that affect your purchasing power? Like why don't companies just charge the same amount for their goods and services? Why do they have to also increase their pricing?
2: The, the only way I don't, sound so stupid, it though. Okay, I just don't get it yeah the only way it makes sense to me is that dollar whatever whatever you're, you're 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 spending in the country itself okay maybe it doesn't matter but when you're importing and exporting shit right some some countries have to have a uh, import export disbalance right so you, you have to import uh, more than you export and so you have to spend Actual money to import and export, uh, or or import things, and so that's probably where inflation becomes a big issue, right? Like your val within your come if, if 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 your country was self sustainable, then I think maybe inflation wouldn't even matter because like it's a closed off system. Doesn't matter how much money you print, it'll just offset itself, right? Well, it's like because- it's like splitting a stock. And so now you, you're, you have more money, the value of the money, each, each uh, denomination of the money, uh, the value of it goes down. But uh, everything in the close-off system still remains the same kind of, so you, you may have $5 as opposed to $1, but that $1 back in the day would cost, would buy you a bread. And now that $5 cost you a bread. Right? If it was a closed off system, but if you're if you're buying stuff and your economy is tied to economies outside of your country, so you have to buy shit, and what are you gonna buy it off of, right? Your your money against the U.S. dollars.
3: You you basically explained Venezuela in what
2: you just said. <laughs> oh, really? Like, well, he,
3: he was he's ca- <laughs> trying to talk about like a closed off kind of economy, and they, they were kind of trying to do do that with. But in the 21st century, there's no such thing
2: as a closed. Yeah, it doesn't mean. Okay. It's not possible. I think it's, I think I, it's actually impossible because it's, what country has all the resources that it needs to stay? Wasn't
1: Iran so proud because they're like, we don't rely on America no more? Obviously, probably rely on other countries, but
2: I remember yeah, that was like a big Cuba, thing. Iran, Venezuela,
3: like they all have like American embargoes against North Korea. Um, I mean, they say stuff politically, but it, it affects their bottom line. There's no doubt about it.
1: Like, got you yeah
3: there, there's it's 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 propaganda essentially but
1: i just don't understand i just i don't know why inflation just uh, again it's just because i'm you know it, it sounds very complex but it's like you print more money nothing's cost more that i just does i don't know why it adds up like that
3: because inherently the second you have more of something it decreases in value just think of it as supply and demand right so if everyone has like if you compare it to like gold or something mm-hmm. um gold they said like had like a limited supply on earth but if you realize that you know you can kind of make more gold you can just manufacture gold yeah then it loses value right so it's like everyone had like uh one gold coin Mm. and apparently we were like losing resources of gold but then someone found a way to like manufacture gold well now everyone's gold coin loses value Right.
1: So why don't they do like what they did with diamonds? You know how like diamonds, they say it's rare, but then actually it's not actually rare. So diamonds yeah, are still really and it, expensive. And it's
3: like oil. It's, mm. it, it, it's it's all the same, right? But, um, it's just a, it just it just goes back to to losing value, and then uh, everything kind of de- okay. There's there's healthy inflation, and there's not healthy inflation. You need to have healthy inflation for an economy to function, right?
1: Okay, yeah, I so, didn't know that. Okay, so, that's so good the
3: targeted rate that most countries use, especially Western economies, is two percent. We always try to aim for two percent inflation every year. That's that's a healthy. We
1: rate. aim for it, so we want our money to kind of lose value by two percent a year.
3: Yes, but the 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 pros and cons like kind of outbalance each other at two percent. That's like okay, what central got you, bankers. Got yeah mm-hmm. come up with right um but for certain economies that that number is different for for de- developing economies it's more like five percent six percent um it's a different prescription per
1: gotcha yeah depending on those yeah
3: yeah but the problem is we we haven't been able to hit our our two percent um for a while
1: so it's higher or lower you're saying it's it's, it's, it's so been, been lower
3: actually that. so we've We've been bordering on deflation, meaning that's that's also unhealthy. Inflation's unhealthy, but deflation or stagflation is is also unhealthy.
1: Also, oh, our dollar is technically like kind of getting either worth equal or more than it was the year before, type of thing.
3: Yeah, it it reflects on our dollar, but I mean our, our dollars in a little bit different scenario because our dollar is still used as like a currency. And it's all oh, like it's tied bad. down it's to more, oil prices, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah, I yeah, got you. So it's not uh, certain aspects of it are, yeah, based on how much we print, but currencies are, are more um, risk on, risk off, risk on, risk off assets in the time in, in, in this current time, at least.
1: And this is is this all finance? Like when you go to university for finance, is this what you're learning?
3: No, this is just. Well, I mean, I didn't learn this. This is just stuff I
4: read upon, right? Oh, wow. This okay. is something you have to read yourself. I mean, I never read these things.
2: I never yeah, I like, always things. wonder how do
1: people know these things, you know? Like, I don't know how you guys learn, you know? Um, coming from a science background, it's just like anytime I hear anything to do with finance and the economy and like I, I barely, you know, when people talk about currencies and the value of a currency, I have, I don't even know how these things are calculated, you know what I mean? It all just again. It's, to me, it's like quantum mechanics. Like it's beyond the my. The only
3: head. reason I knew I know about current is because like I was I was trading forex for a couple of years, and you have, if you want to be good at something, you actually have to like learn the backgrounds. Correct. It. You're a forex guy. And just go guy, off yeah. chart patterns <laughs> and like random shit, right? You gotta like actually kind of know like why why is this country hiking interest rates? Why are they not?
1: That's so. You you did forex at one point. I, there was a phase where every other friend of mine would be like, "Yo." You want to do forex? You want to get into forex? Get on my forex <laughs> yeah. course.
3: That's when yeah. I left because it became like it became so ridiculous. Like it just became like a like a it mean. became what crypto was like three years ago. Like you know, like kind of like a get rich quick type of thing. And like
1: I think that's what investing is now. Retail but Everyone I know talks about trading now.
3: It has changed dramatically. Every, including
1: myself. Like everyone I know, I don't know any person who's not looking at the market or sharing ticker symbols on WhatsApp. <laughs>
0: I think ever since uh, Tesla's, like, insane growth at the start of, like, late 2019, retail has increased their presence in the stock market. It, you know how many headline
1: blogs was, like, if you had invested a dollar into Tesla six months ago, you would make $300,000 now. And obviously, <laughs> sure. everyone's looking at that, looking at why am I working every day like a slave, making whatever I'm making, when I all I had to do was follow these damn, you know? <sighs> it's wild.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think... Personally, for me, I noticed people started uh, investing more after COVID. Mm-hmm. I, I oh, what about
1: GameStop? Know. You think GameStop was a big?
2: Uh, yeah, that was uh, the next chapter after. Was, yeah, definitely next chapter. But as soon as as soon as, um, the market hit a bottom low after COVID, I saw I saw things. Um, I saw I saw a lot of people started talking about. The, the market, the market, the market is going to crash, it's going to crash, it's going to crash and then for some reason everyone started this, that summer everyone started everyone I knew started making accounts. Like I personally, I, I started investing uh, in March. No that. way. As soon as COVID happened. Yeah, it could have also, it could just be the fact that everyone around me, around my age is around the time when they start thinking of settling down so they want to do this kind of, this kind of crap and I also started a job at the bank so <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, yeah I, i'm i'm what i'm saying is i'm a i'm what i say is very biased <laughs> it's not just bullshit, it's very biased so here's I just my think, uh, glad, uh, go
0: yeah here's my perspective like my own parents told me um during the the, the march crash they told me oh yeah uh, I think this is the bottom. We we aren't going to zero. There's no way. There ha- There's some value in these companies. Um, son, just start investing now. Like, okay. Really? Wow. Yes. So I, I dumped like half my capital to Tesla at that time. And then I put some <laughs> into oil, which was a big mistake. Because um, oh, I thought, you know, oil would rebound at some point. Um, and later on, ironically, Nolan told me it wouldn't. And he was right
3: i'm right up until up until now i'm seeing funny things happening here man
2: so you Bro, think oil's I, going back up i sold it, off my it, it's clothes.
3: it's starting to seem like that man we're um well this is the well it's, it's going back to your inflation argument um mm. we're seeing the first signs of possible inflation in a long time like okay. real inflation <laughs> theoretically it hasn't it's more it's more signs than than we've seen before and that's why you've seen in the last like three weeks or four weeks like oils like hit to like 60 bucks a barrel like gas prices are like a dollar 20 a liter now yeah yeah all of a sudden like too. 20
1: now i was wondering right that.
3: like you see these are all um inflation indicators like gas prices right um that's a big one so commodities oh. yeah and like I know there was the whole silver pump. I mean, I still think that's ridiculous. But like, silver's also gone up. Like things like that are um, inflation Sign. pumps. Mm-hmm. And like the Russell two thousand, which is uh, an index, has has just skyrocketed infinitely. And it's based off um, small business, uh, the top two thousand small businesses in the states, and they make a majority of their money um, actually uh, on higher inflation rates. So they've just like skyrocketed, and it's 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 really interesting. Like people are talking about like is this the comeback of inflation? And if it is, we're gonna see. I mean, just today, Goldman uh, Goldman Sachs like increased their crude oil uh, cost basis for the year to like seventy five bucks or something like that per barrel. So it seems like all the bigger hedge funds and stuff like that are are gearing up for at least some sort of inflation coming up. So the commodities are, are are gaining, are are going higher. You'll probably see the Canadian dollar go a little higher. Um, Why is the U.S. dollar so low, man? Because that's the that well, in high inflation times, the American dollar is is a bad performer, right? Yeah, you cycle out of uh, the U.S. dollar and you put it into commodities.
1: Right? U.S. dollar is gonna get weak.
0: Um, it's already happening. I mean, as they print more money, it's losing value. I mean, look at the Canadian dollar itself. Back in March, I think it was trading at like sixty-eight. 68- oh,
1: it was amazing! Like I was getting forty cents on the dollar.
0: Oof! So yeah, now that you know the now it's the, the U.S. dollar cents. is a bit less strong. It's weaker. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. Um, that's what I'm saying. At one point, the U.S. dollar was I was for every U.S. dollar I was getting a dollar forty Canadian. Hmm. And now it's down to dollar twenty six. And I was wondering, I don't know why. I kept wondering, like, is Canada that strong right now? Like, I didn't know what the just hell was just, going on.
2: Just uh, something slightly off topic. If anyone was looking to buy Ethereum, Ethereum kind of dropped a little bit.
0: Did Elon tweet again?
2: I have no
1: idea. <laughs> oh, did you stuff. guys see his argument with Peter Schiff? Are you guys familiar with a gentleman named Peter yeah, Schiff? Yeah, Peter
0: Schiff.
2: Yeah, yeah
1: he's been on the Rogan podcast and they're arguing about... Um, and honestly, like I'm torn on it too. Like I've seen the arguments from the Buffets and the Shifts, and then I've seen the arguments from like, you know, the Chamaths and whoever, the Musk's, or even Musk is not fully sold. But um, just the difference between you know, again, fiat money versus crypto, and uh, he had a, p- a pretty decent argument,
3: you know,
1: or at least the way I read it.
3: Peter Schiff, like I, I listened to his Rogan podcast. I think it was a few months ago. Uh, was he on with Elon? Like. He-
1: really- it- not together, but you know, uh you know, Rogan was on with Elon recently, but he did one with Schiff like months ago, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. I watched the one with Schiff. Um the problem with Schiff is that he's um he's he's stuck in his ways, like he pushes his theory like in good times and in bad. Ah.
1: Uh, and I don't
3: like guys that can't adapt. You know what I mean? I like,
1: get it, yeah, yeah. He just like this is the way where, no matter which way the tide turns, is like he has a solution, exactly. and it's only gold or silver, yeah,
3: exact, exactly. Exactly, I, I can't handle like those type of people because <laughs> you consistently underperform the market like 99% of the time, and then like, and then like something happens, you're like, see, I'm right,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's like just... Ben Shapiro, man. Ben Shapiro, just like, everything has to be in the lens of his lens, and yeah, I get what you're saying,
3: yeah. So, like, I, I like the Chamats and those guys like a little better because at least they, they're more adaptable. Like,
1: now what, what Musk said to him was interesting because basically he said crypto was bs in a sense too he's just like it's bs but it's just less bs than fiat money so he's calling money bs in general
3: yeah yeah um, i saw that tweet yeah,
1: yeah so I, I i um again this this stuff is just uh, do you guys think that this crypt, like this whole cryptocurrency because look it's had phases i remember there's a phase where everyone was investing in crypto not too long ago a few years ago and now it seems that the honeymoon phase is happening again do you guys think that in the next 25 years like, this is no longer going to be a conversation about speculation. It's just going to be like, how do we adjust infrastructure to handle this new way of doing things?
0: I think it'll only happen once we switch from crypto being used as investment to a currency. Because right now, people are in this honeymoon stage of it being as an investment. Oh, it has value. Oh, but we compare it to the US dollar. Once the conversation goes away to being used as a currency, then it'll really take off.
1: And what defines a currency? Just that it can be used for goods and services?
0: Yes. Because right now what they do is, oh, I bought this Bitcoin. It is worth X amount of U.S. dollar. See, they always compare it to U.S. dollar.
3: Yeah, it's true. just a speculator's tool right now. Interesting.
0: Once, once you sell this comparison, and you use it like for its um, as itself, that's when it it it'll really take off.
1: I wonder if that's the, like, look, if conspiracy theories are true, and you know, the people who run the small group of people that run things, like how could they let something like the, the infrastructure of money fall apart? That, it will
3: happen anytime see, soon. See, that's the thing. That, that's, the, that's the main concern I have about it, is that it's a speculator's tool up until regulation is everything with, with uh, cryptocurrency. Mm. It, it'll determine whether it succeeds or it fails. And, and quite frankly, like, I don't know if it's in the vested interest of people in power to to change the system that's already, you know, working for them. Like, why would you do that? I mean,
0: look that's at the, what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. the federal reserve. I don't think they're so open about crypto right now. I mean, they're, yeah. they're learning. They have their own, their own stable coin initiative. So oh, stable
1: coin. It's the one that's hedged on the U S dollar, right?
0: Yeah. There's some, yeah. there's some progress there.
1: I, it just like, I, I it blow Like, I just don't get like, if, if conspiracy theories are true or whatever you want to call them facts with whatever, I just don't see how they, that's like that being accepted or like governments allowing this to be accepted is basically like, okay, we give up. Like that's the way it sounds to me. It's like, if everything runs on money, money is the God money is, is Allah, whatever. And you're going to allow something that just basically makes the, your infrastructure fall apart. And that now the people have all the, you know, power, so to speak. It just, I don't know, man. It seems, uh, yeah, I
3: and they don't is, want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I think is going to happen is that, uh, the technology of crypto like the actual like the
1: blockchain stuff
3: yeah the blockchain stuff will be used it's just that it'll be adopted by countries and kind of nationalized in a sense that they that makes reap way the more benefits sense. of it right yes i agree that's what's going to happen that's what at least what i feel is going to happen
1: but even a blockchain when i hear the benefits of blockchain's like oh it's a ledger that can't be changed yet, so maybe they'll add that but things like speed like i can transfer money quick, quick. Like, if really it's just yeah, if they, what if they just take regular money that we have now and they adopt a blockchain? So you get all those benefits of having a ledger that can never be changed or it's at least very trackable and you could trace everything. I mean, wouldn't that just be like, it's basically like we are using blockchain, but it's centralized. It's not decentralized. So where? Well, why wouldn't they just do that?
0: Yeah, that's stablecoin in a nutshell. Yeah.
1: So what's the benefit of decentralized?
2: Bro, money like, what, isn't, what are people money transfer isn't fast. That's something that's one thing you're wrong about.
1: Well, at least fast. within the country, within the country, it's fast. Maybe like yeah, internationally,
2: which is where most people they want to be able to do that. Decentralized just means that there's no regular regulatory body that that's gonna facilitate more or less. Oh, okay. oh for
1: facilitation. Okay.
2: Yeah. So it could. Be- I, I- <laughs> See, that's the thing, like, crypto's a
1: real thing, clearly, people, you know, there's a the pro- A, there's so many coins, B, is volatile, those things might change, but I just don't understand how governments would, it's like, that's such an, that's, the infrastructure change that, I, that I'm hearing, it just, it sounds so crazy, man. It's like saying, we're no longer going to have roads, we're going to have, like, I don't know, something, like, it's just so crazy.
2: Yeah, I, it... Like I said, bro, it's, it's in the it's in this primitive stage, and no one knows what to do with it. And uh, over the next couple of years, it'll mature even more and more as a technology. And as the technology evolves, you have more applications for that technology. But
1: I think what it's, Nolan said makes sense. Why can't they just use that? Te- I mean, the technology exists. They just use it on the dollar, you know, or like whatever the currency is
2: because the thing is not all cryptocurrencies are just currencies. There's things within it. like for instance, a new one that I've uh, been looking into, SOTA, it's a non-fungible token that's used for digital art. So theres there's reasons for why you would want certain cryptocurrencies and certain things beyond just whatever the US dollar is. Mm. So you just look at the cryptocurrency as in terms of just a currency. How is it any difference from different from any other currency? Like well, right
1: now, the difference is like the only difference I see right now, okay, somebody buying a Bitcoin today at its current stage is buying it because they believe somebody tomorrow might be willing to pay more. That's currently how I see why people aren't putting money into these things. Now, what is the difference between Bitcoin now versus money now? Is I can use money to do I could do my money has some sort of power, I could it has some purchasing power, whereas Bitcoin has very limited purchasing power so that right now there is a big difference and maybe in the future it you know bitcoin will be accepted as a like I, again i'm just getting to the point of i just don't see where fiat money just stops having value like it just it, why would governments be like okay fine we give up your dollar is worthless hopefully you guys were hold storing you know these cryptos you know we're gonna start using these now
2: no, I, that, that, that that's the thing. I don't think anyone knows where it's gonna go, man. Like, uh, it's obviously gonna mutate into something that's gonna be applicable and, and like you're, you, you we don't really know where the world's gonna head to. It's it's so hard to even tell. If you had you asked, you know, two hundred years ago, just two hundred years ago, if you asked if the world's gonna look like what it's today, just just throw technology away. This is how. Yeah. Gonna, it, no one would have guessed this is how we're gonna. That's, a, that's that's a
1: fair point i guess honestly I, it, right now like like the truth is it is specu- it is speculation we're all hedging our bets on this thing that we a lot of us don't understand it's again it's like all of us are putting money to string theory you know it's like we don't fully get it we hear that from the really smart people that it's real and it's true and it will have you know
0: yeah it's real hot thing that people want
1: yeah and why do people want and that's why you no one is buying bitcoin because they think it's going to go up like, regular currencies now, they don't move up and down like crazy, right? So, like, I know, Nolan, you were into Forex, and I don't really know how that works, but it's like, I'm not going to buy U.S. dollars or, or Canadian dollars thinking that, okay, it might go down two cents and I can make a little profit. Like, I don't know. I Whereas Bitcoin, working. you buy today, and the next week, you're like, you just went up five grand, you know?
2: Isn't that for? Isn't that what forex trading? I'm saying I don't
1: know how forex works. Like I don't know the exact thing. I don't. But I'm saying when I watch, because when I get paid, I'm always watching USD CAD, just because I have to find the right time to convert my paycheck. So Mm. it doesn't fluctuate that much. That from my experience so far, or even when I look historically, it's kind of like sitting in the same, you know, thirty cent to whatever range. You know, it's it's not like yeah. Well,
3: well, forex traders trade on micro margins, so a cent is like an absolutely massive move to like oh, this yeah, okay, it's a big amount. yeah it's like it's because like you use like to actually make any money you use high leverage like it's a high leverage product so your one cent is like equivalent to like i don't know like and it's the ten thousand dollar account like a million bucks right holy so, okay
1: gotcha. i got it down. so that, well, i guess we'll, that's the thing like i you know the bitcoin right now or cryptocurrencies right now you buy it because you believe in some way in, in the future it's going to be worth more right that that's really what it is whereas i don't buy, you know that that's what it is today
2: yeah yeah bro well, well, i have a weird question to ask um, i don't think I, I fully can wrap my head around how uh, money exactly works so think about this and applies to cryptocurrencies also to stock. So you buy a stock, the stock is you buy it at 15 cents and then you it goes up to three dollars. And at some point, you know, like I don't know Apple's history, but at some point, Apple before even before this split 20 years ago, it was 20 bucks, and then it went up to like 300, dollars right? Uh, where does value just come from? Like it just comes out of nowhere. Like at some yeah, point, I always wonder that uh, too, man. Someone at some point, someone's taking a loss, right? Is that how we're transferring wealth in stocks? Yeah,
0: yeah there's, there's two sides. Someone always wins and someone always loses. That's
3: how a trade works. Yeah, there's a buyer to every seller.
2: But
1: the, that's what I'm not understanding. So when I'm selling my like, when I'm buying something, like let's say I'm buying a stock, I'm buying it generally because I'm like, this shit's going to be worth more tomorrow, right? Correct, correct. Now, when I'm thinking I'm getting a deal, so I'm like, yo, I'm buying this right now because it's a steal. Some guy's selling it, meaning he has the opposite belief, like I'm done with this stock. This is a... We're, so... That, so Who, like, what kind of determines what someone's willing to pay for a stock? Like, where does that number even come from? Or, like, you know, people say this stock is overvalued. Is it a simple math or is it really complicated?
3: So, have you guys ever heard of, like, um, auction market theory? No. Just, in okay, in simple terms, just, it's basically, like, okay, you're bidding on a cow, okay? Okay. (laughs) You're you're in, like, Essentially, all you're trying to do in auction market theory is, is find a fair value where the seller's happy and the buyer's happy, right? Got you. And essentially that's how stocks work on a micro basis. So someone will be um, unless you're forced, unless there are undying circumstances where you're forced
1: to sell. Like, I need to sell right your now. cow because yeah.
3: you, you think it might have a disease or something, right? <laughs> but in, in, in a fair market, you're, you're trying to find a a fair value for the seller and the buyer. And that's like fair value. So like Apple at 15 bucks is like, you, you know, that guy might've wrote it up from like three bucks to 15 and you're, you're buying it at 15. Cause so you think it's going to go to a hundred. Yeah. And he's happy with his selling it at 15 and you're happy. That's your fair market. That's your fair market. So in the, in the span of a big auction, you're always trying to find, the fairest possible price between a buyer and a seller. And that's, that's just how. like. See,
1: in a low volume stock, like, you know, me and and Ashar both uh, have our money into this company called Court Energy. Okay. And it still hasn't freaking gone up. Okay. Uh, We spoke about this last podcast. We still haven't sold because it freaking went down. But anyways, (laughs) I'm looking at the volume and the volume went really low on Friday so low that i swear there were some minutes because i kept watching the minute by minute. some minutes there was no trades okay So i'll theoretically <laughs> if i found a period where there is no trade like let's say right now it's trading at 12 cents and i yeah. say ashar it's really slow i think the next minute there's not going to be a trade i'm going to freaking put a buy i'm going to put a buy order at 15 cents and i want you to quickly sell yours for 15 cents one <laughs> of your just one if i do that and there was no other trade that was you know lower than that would I theoretically bring the stock up to 15 cents?
3: Yeah, I think so. If yeah. there's no value for sure.
1: <laughs> That's crazy, bro. What the hell?
3: Because like Dude. I was watching it. Like some of the, the
1: the that stock price when I was watching the minute by minute thing on TMX website. Like yeah. the stock went up by twelve percent because of one guy buying three thousand shares, which was like less than a hundred bucks. Oh, you know? man.
0: Yeah. I mean that, that's yeah. how like penny stock pumps well, and dumps well, work.
3: They're playing with penny stocks.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that's yeah.
3: Oh, uh, the tsx venture man i had good memories in that
1: yeah uh, that, well that's the phase that ashar and i are in man i would just, yeah I would man. Just... Oh, dude, it's a
3: great <laughs> phase man that's that's like my first that's like my first like trading phase you can learn a lot from here
1: you can learn a lot from from uh... i'm trying man but it's just like because one penny means so much like when you said forex one penny for me that one penny is like 12 so i'm like god damn i hope it goes up right but, uh... It, 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 I just don't understand how. Like, I still don't understand how these things move up and down. Like, I understand theoretically, there's a guy buying it and there's a guy willing to sell it for that price. But where the hell did he get these numbers from? That guy selling, what made him determine that? You know what? This company is not moving any forward than this 14 cents I have in it.
3: Well, he could also be thinking there's a better opportunity in something else, and his money's useless sitting in this stock, uh, so he's just going
1: to sell it. True, true. There's so many else. different circumstances.
3: Exactly. Plus,
0: overall market sentiment. You have like the actual market you know, index going up and down. That also affects yeah. the value of individual stocks.
3: What, what is this stock you're talking about? Asian Cord Energy?
1: Yeah, as in cord, A-Z, dot V. Now, what you'll notice is they, the reason I, well, the reason I bought it is because it went 400. So just a few months ago, or maybe a month ago, actually, it was like 5 cents. And then it went to 30, so uh, it went to 18 cents. So anyways, they had this one day that it went up 400%. And that's when I caught my eyes on it because I was basically tracking any TSX venture like tickers that had major movement, right? And then I would right. open the chart and I'll just look at it like, what do you, why did it move so high? And I, I loved when I saw that it was very jaggedy, like up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, but not up yeah. and down by like three, four cents, but just it would just move up and one cent, down one cent, up one cent. down. And oh, yeah, in my head. consolidating. I was like, yeah. I'm just going to buy it when it's da- at that down one cent phase and I'm just going to sell it when it goes up that way, like, you know, <laughs> if it was consistent and, and that's how it was looking, it would literally just for the whole day go from like, Whatever, like imagine five cents, six cents, five cents. It will do that for twenty-four hours. But Rami, so would your head, spread
3: like, be one cent? Like, yeah. It, like, but you, you, the bid and ask would, would, be one cent, right? Correct. Right? So when you're selling it, isn't your spread, like, cut off with that one cent?
1: I don't like all I know. Is when I press buy, okay, I'll give <laughs> you an example that worked. I bought something at thirty-one cents. Right. I just pressed buy 31. It got filled. I put my limit order. And then okay. I said, sell 32 cents. And I just, it had to wait a, a while. And then all of a sudden it got filled. Oh,
3: okay. Okay. All right. You know,
1: so I, I don't okay. know, like, you know, that, so that's what I, it was working. And I was so impressed. I'm like, oh, I figured out a secret code. Obviously I didn't. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, then we buy this as in court one. So I see the 400% gain. I'm like, yo, this is a moving stock. Let's get on this. And we're watching it through the day and it started rallying again. It went from, I forgot, a it was like 12 cents to 16 cents. And yeah. then. It went down and then it went back. I don't know, something was happening. I'm like, Yo, let's get in now. We get in at 16. Oh, because it touched 18. It went from 16 to 18 and then went back, back to 16. So my dumbass was like, it's gonna go back to 18. <laughs> so I bought it at 16. Again, without doubt, without a doubt, the moment I buy it, it drops to like 12 cents or some stupid ass number. Because you're I'm like, moving oh my the God. market. <laughs> Yo, man, I
3: really- You're the market about. maker in the stock, dude.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man, but it, it never recovered. But what I don't understand is you guys taught me buy the rumor, sell the news, right? Yeah. So right. they had all the- I think I must have bought the news because basically what's happening is this is a Canadian company that bought land or acquired some land in Peru as well as Saskatchewan <laughs> for uranium and lithium. So I'm like, yo, those are two sick- oh, and graphene. So I'm like, yo, this, these are three markets that are like moving like crazy. And like, you have all the, they're literally tweeting a lot recently, like more than they've ever in their history. So I'm like, I don't know if they're trying to do something, but yeah, I don't, I think I bought the news because I bought the news and it started dropping. So I think I fucked up.
3: No, I, I just find if me and Charles talk about this all the time <laughs> about these random, uh, <laughs> these random penny stocks and like buying, no. Okay. I, a short story. Like I, I knew a guy who's, um, whose father's, his father's friend. Owned a TSX venture company. Oh. But, well, you'll realize that it doesn't mean much to own a TSX venture company. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, he had he bought some land in some South American country. I think it was Colombia. Okay. And he created a gold mining company, right? (laughs) Oh shit. Okay. (laughs) And these guys used to no one can verify anything because it's in a random south american company uh, there's no laws against any of this stuff so he owns land right and he says he's gonna mine gold and he's like oh the hill next to ours has all this gold in it (laughs) right and and that just pushes the stock up like incredibly just from that press release yeah yeah well this is what moves these venture stocks it's always oh a, like
0: a news event. The That's guy doesn't own
3: anything. He bought some vacant land in Colombia. There's not. He, he hasn't done anything with it. He just claims, like every couple months, that he's going to start drilling new holes, right?
1: But don't isn't it public? How many shareholders? How many of the share like how many of the insiders own that share uh, stock or when they dump it?
3: Yeah. So he's. um I guess he was a ma- uh, majority shareholder. And That's then hilarious. You you can pull out like you have public offerings for, but since it's a venture stock, like, I mean, how, how many people are interested in it, but there are people obviously that are like, Oh man, I'm going to, you know, the Peter Schiff's of the world. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I fell for this TSS venture world because I was making money off of it. And for it sure, was...
3: no man, it, 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 it's, it's an interesting place. Like for sure. Like I, I, I was in it too, man. The first stock I ever bought was a venture stock called Metnor resources, 10 cents. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah man. it's the same the same thing and
1: all their balance sheets are garbage it just has zeros forever. Yeah,
3: absolutely there's not because there is no balance sheet yeah.
1: it's, it's, it's vacant so funny. land in peru yeah it is it, all they posted was a picture on twitter of a drill in this land it could have been in <laughs> brampton ontario god knows but the stock rallied like crazy bro and i fell for it
2: <laughs> oh shit I'm, I'm pretty sure it's gonna go back up
1: yeah, well, they, they promised, according to Twitter, they promised that they're going to have news on Monday.
3: Rami, but it's, awesome. it's your job to pump this thing now that you're in it, right? You got to go on all this social media. and You, yeah, you don't sorry. think I'm not
1: doing that, bro? I'm Start sorry. tweeting. I, I, I am I'm like the admin of the Yahoo Finance for them, bro. Yeah. I keep posting the dumbest comments, like I'm making up so much crap. I'm,
2: I'm trying to get people to buy it. And he's getting he's getting quite a bit of likes. He'll get like 20 likes here and there. And I know other people are doing the same thing because they're like, oh, I just, you do your, all you have to write
1: is you have to do your own DD. I'm not giving financial advice, but based on my due, my due diligence, this is going to 20 cents, no doubt about it. That's all you have to say. <laughs>
2: so that, that's how, how
0: you cover your ass,
2: basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, bro. No, I, uh, I I have a feeling it'll go back up. I'm not even too worried about that. Bro, that's what that's one of the benefits of just diversifying. Like, you don't have to, I, I don't know. I, I, I used to, when I first got into trading, because my money was in all into like few stocks, I used to get worried every time it fluctuated. And now that I've diversified quite a bit, not just in stocks, but it's not in just in industries or types of stocks or types of accounts, but just into crypto as well, I feel like I sleep easier at night. It's way more hard to manage, but definitely. Sleep easier, see, man. stocks are like... The markets are like religion. And what I mean by that is there's so many ideologies that... Like, Warren
1: Buffett, he's, like, diversifying for stupid people or, like, people who don't know what they're doing. And then you have other people that swear by diversification, you know?
2: Correct. Correct.
3: It, it, it comes down to, like, knowing your product and what you're... What All you're I know doing. is
1: tickers. That's the problem, man. All I know is tickers and, and freaking Yahoo answers crap. So <laughs> I gotta... <laughs> set my game up but yeah man that's uh, that's the market talk we'll definitely give you guys an update of what happens on Monday hopefully it, uh, <laughs> <For> sure, <laughs> it rallies
2: <laughs> man uh, screw this uh, market talk for a bit uh, my head hurts from doing I think that's all I do nowadays I yeah. want to wanna ask you guys about some of the shows that you guys have been watching because I just started a show called Fargo I don't know if anyone's
0: watching. I recommend it a lot oh. I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. I told Nolan about it like years ago. Yeah, because I really like that show. Um, the first season and second season also
3: really good. I think I watched one episode of it, and I just uh, I never like got back into like.
0: Never watched it. Really? Some... It's 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 like dark humor. At least the first season for Fargo. It was it's very very unique show.
1: None of you guys yeah. watch Good Place or Upload yet, huh?
0: I I want to watch Upload next. You keep. You keep pumping the good the place is
1: better though. If you want to talk about an afterlife show, the good place is better. But upload is just interesting. Uh, but I'm I'm re-watching Silicon Valley, so uh, that's kind of been on my mind right now. And it reminds me a lot of DM, where you take one step forward and then you take seven steps back, and that's what the whole show is.
2: <laughs> bro, I don't I don't like watching Silicon Valley, it gives me anxiety. It's too it's, <laughs> it's too bro, it's it's too it it's close to home. I don't want to watch what what my life is going through. <laughs> Start play but
1: shows. it is crazy how these companies get these crazy term sheets and they get these, like Canva. Have you guys ever used Canva?
2: Um,
0: is it that um, photo editing app, I think?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. They just got a $300 million freaking investment.
0: Oh, wow. Like, why
1: are they, what the hell are you into? Because you do, you can you remove backgrounds on images? Like, I don't get it.
0: Y- yeah, like, we talked about this before, but this VC culture, um, yeah. it's going to run dry at some point
1: yeah they're just putting their money to things that don't have revenue like all these companies you see when you look look into them they they don't make money
3: so it's 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 going based on um future uh perceived future results right that's all uh, most tech companies go on so like like i mean like uber hasn't made any money snap hasn't made any money twitter doesn't make any money but they're like oh and like i mean people who get into it is like oh in five years well it has much higher potential and has a growth rate of X. And so they don't, they don't like in 99% of tech stocks, they don't trade their balance sheet at all. Right. It's just it's, speculation. Exactly. It's, it's future growth.
1: But so the price you're paying, is the price you're paying relative to what you think it's going to be worth in the future or what it's worth today?
3: Yeah, you're basically buying what you think it's going to be in the year 2024 at this point.
1: What the hell's the point of buying? Oh, because you think people <laughs> in the future are going to buy what it's going to be worth in
3: 2080.
0: <laughs> it's still like a moving goalpost, essentially.
3: Yeah.
1: Jesus Christ, man.
0: But uh, back to shows. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Not something>. <laughs> <laughs> Our lives revolve around well when I was when I was in university and about around the time I was about to graduate, I had a few friends that just that began they began trading and all they would talk about was trading. And I remember thinking, these idiots, like what the hell they, they you know, what are they doing with their lives? And so it's that's just, funny. Oh, Go right, ahead that's literally what I've become. i I just remember thinking, I don't know why. Even though I was a poor freaking, student, I would think oh, what are they talking about? Oh, they made fifty dollars a day. Guys, oh, so I like, shut the hell up. You know, and now, now my stock goes up, and I'm like fifteen dollars profit. Hell yeah! Oh. What's when I said bitches! I'm making 15 freaking bucks today, so <laughs> I don't know what changed in me. But it's just
1: well, honestly, it's better than those pyramid scheme guys. Have you guys ever dealt with somebody who's into oh, a pyramid? Scheme? Oh yeah, MLM. Oh, yeah, yo, the word they all they all speak to you with a script that was obviously given to them because they all say the same thing. You are you seem like an open minded guy, Ron. You know what? <laughs> I really want to talk to you about this orange drink product that I you know and like and it's always what do they call it multi-level marketing that's yeah. what they yeah, call it yeah
3: and
1: um, then they analogize like you think this is a pyramid scheme all companies are pyramid schemes <laughs> <you know? laughs> and,
3: and uh you guys have i have somebody who's into that right now what
2: you've never have you guys ever interviewed at a pyramid scheme
3: yeah when, when i was trying to get like one of my first jobs for
2: sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. How, how excited were you when they told you shit and you're like Oh, what You're like, uh, cool, but what the frick is going on? I had my, I remember my, my call. I remember very clearly I was uh, at the Carlton uh, cafeteria sitting at the second booth and um, waiting for the interview call. Very excited. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, you know what? <laughs> it's going to be exciting. I don't have to work in a stupid ass restaurant. And um, it went too easy. It was like, it was too easy. You know, it felt like a legitimate interview. I'm not going to lie, but it felt too. I just, I don't remember the specifics of what was discussed, but I just remember thinking because they're like, okay, we're going to pay you $20, 22 an hour, which was mad money back then. And um, they asked me to come in, but it too, felt too easy. Like what? I, I got the job. Like they didn't ask me anything about me. They didn't really ask, <laughs> you know? It's kind of like when we go to investors, Rami, and the investors don't at all ask us about our company. you are like, Okay, well, yeah, this thing is you dumbass. Like you're not asking us anything. It was like that. And I just remember feeling a little uneasy. I was excited, a little uneasy, and I'm glad I was too lazy to actually go there because I probably would have caught got caught up in something. Something no, but in the,
1: they stuff. make you pay to get in, that's the thing. Yeah. Right. Well, like, you just have to them. buy a thousand dollars of inventory but don't worry <laughs> you get your friends and then they buy your thousand dollars of inventory that you know it's just like I, I have a friend who's into that right now and she's into and i think this happened in the i don't know if you guys know but in the 70s a lot of women were into selling tupperware it was like a thing in america like mm-hmm. there was all these tupperware brands and like it was a great way of getting like moms to sing like housewives to um they would just sell these like products to other housewives in the neighborhood. And then they would sell this dream to other housewives Like, you can own your business and you sell these Tupperwares. Everyone needs Tupperware, you know, like that was kind of the vibe. So I think that's happening in the modern era with beauty products. So I don't for know sure. you guys, yeah. you, there's a lot of girls you might see on Instagram. They're always pushing like certain, you know, creams and this, and, yeah. that. and it's all this pyramid schemes for housewives it's just in 2020, you know? <laughs> I
0: mean, it's like, it's like Avon in like the early 2000s, late nineties. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Isn't it, it's just weird man I I don't know how these things get. the weird thing is it preys on a certain type of person Bro, and it you, works
2: you know what it is yeah. like, it's like um, when you hear stories of back in the 1800s when um, you know people would come into town and sell you what was that Simpsons episode S- sell you the, the monorail like have you heard of uh, weird crap where pe- the weird scams people would go around small town and selling the town Something
1: really, yeah, I didn't even know about
2: it. Yeah, in, in the 1800s in, in America, they would go around and sell them. I, I, I'm I, pretty sure I read something about uh, people selling like monuments to, like, okay, we'll sell you that monument, what the hell? <laughs> like the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> yeah, kind of like the Eiffel Tower. I don't know if it happened in Europe, but definitely I've read and seen and watched things, um, about that.
1: There are companies now that sell plots of land in Scotland that make okay. you like a lord or something and you yeah. buy like a one square foot patch or something and so, they also have those things in space like you buy like a... The, star. That
2: is the one okay, Sna- <laughs> star naming that is the one that is just whoever thought of that was so ingenious <laughs> all you're doing, what, is, what the hell is that? All you're doing is printing a piece of paper and saying that star and yeah. honestly how do you even know that <laughs> There's no operational cost. How many people can actually are employed there? Honestly, why can't you just do that on your own? You, you build a website. You kind of- that is probably what it is, bro.
1: What, what do you mean? You're, hey, you're selling light that took how long to travel? You don't even know if it even exists anymore, first of all. Name, Second of all, uh, what are they giving you? GPS corporate coordinates? Like, what the fuck are they giving you?
2: I'm looking it up right now. I wonder what the company... Buy a star. <laughs> There's so many... Com- bro, I'm starting I'm some scam like this.
1: <laughs> bro, we should sell the actual like the Big Dipper, you know who the fuck's gonna know? We'll, we'll, yeah, we sold you the big Dipper. or we sell you your constellation, your uh zodiac sign. Oh, this is a great gift. For your your wife's so the yeah. Leo. Well, you can buy <laughs> the Leo, code, you know. You can fucking
2: bro. you know, that's how I got into development. Like buying I, stars, I, stars. No, 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 gaming, gaming. I, I I used to play have you guys played this game called Runescape? Oh my oh, god, yeah, yeah. I was okay. so so, Runescape defined my life. Defined, defined my life at a certain. <laughs> <point>. <laughs> my my day started with Runescape and ended with Runescape. Same here. Okay, and so I worked fucking hard, more more harder than I've worked in my real, <laughs> life, even up until this point, and I finally got a full set of rune armor. And Ooh. you have to understand. I spent a long freaking while walking around with a stupid ass rune helmet and nothing else. <laughs> so, I've got this rune scimitar, rune armor. I'm happy. I've got like thirty thousand coins, which is a lot for me. And I fall for a scam. Oh, no. <laughs> like, uh, some guy and, messaging like, "I'll trade you." <laughs> this, this is. I need to. I need to explain to you why this was so impactful. Because before that. I got hacked and I lost it. So this is the second time I actually got to a point where I had a full amount, And I am pretty sure the one person that hacked me was one of my friends. Okay? I'm not going to name any names, but you know who you are. I know who you are. You deny it. I know you stole my shit, you asshole. But so the second time I lost it, I was just pissed off. I was like, I could not believe it. And it was one of those trading, Nolan... Do you remember back in the day, there used to be these trading hacks where they would quickly, like, they would just quickly change the the shit? Yeah, 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 absolutely. (laughs) And so I lost it. And I I remember just walking out of the bank and thinking, wait, what did I just get? And boom, it's all gone. Like, oh, God. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I went into this whole thing where I'm going to – like, you know, I, they made a villain. That was the birth of a villain. I went <laughs> and I made a, I can't remember the specifics of the, of the scam, but at the end of the scam, the guy was even mad. He's like, look, bro, you put so much work into this. You, you have it. I'm not even going to report you. you. That was just what happened. Why did you? So what I did was I created a second account, uh, I think I may have made a couple of accounts and I basically um, would jump between those accounts and follow this one guy that I just found. I I think it was like some sort of uh, in Falador. Uh, He was selling something and I thought, okay, this guy probably has a lot of money and I would follow him, but not follow him, but just be around him. And I would say things. (laughs) This mod gave me all this, like he made me do this quest and it gave me all this shit. And, and, so I followed him th- that entire time, where just enough so he would see someone talking, but no one's necessarily following him. And you have to <laughs> understand, it went like long. Like he went from Falador to uh, Varrock and it yeah. was it's like a long kind of thing. Luckily, he he didn't teleport, so I didn't really lose him. And so um, he finally approached one of my users and asked, like, "Yo, like I've been hearing what's going on," and I told him, like, "Look, I don't know, man. This mod just kind of came out of nowhere." And he did all this. And they're like, okay, cool. Um, and I'm like, okay, I got to go. But um, what I did was I logged in from, I think, my main account. Or maybe it wasn't my main account because I didn't want to get banned. And I pretended to be a mod. I think it, was a, it wasn't it was a main account. And I named my character that it looked like a mod. And so, first, he was like, no, no, no. And I had him do this elaborate things. Like, we went to, you remember those, uh, those demons you would go, to uh demon slayers like, demon slayers yeah you had to go yeah. to the island i made yeah. him like uh fish you know, like 10 uh swordfish and lobsters like it was just, yeah yeah just like thing that it almost seemed like okay it seems like a quest but it's like what's going on he doesn't understand and, <laughs> and the demon slayer was the last thing i had him do and it was like you have to go there but you have to take off all your armor while you fight <laughs> with <He's> and <laughs> I don't know why I think there's something along the line it just got to a point where he just will die because he's attacking like you have to get like four or five demons to be attacking at the same time and you have to be certain this uh thing this health and he dies I- as he's about to die he's like I think it hits him he's like oh, you- <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got I got a lot of his shit and, th- and then I'm like okay well you know what I think I can get into I can probably get into this and I started making websites and that's how I got into development. I started, I started off making scam websites. Nice. And then from scam websites, I'm like, Oh wait, I'm going to make a runescape business online. No longer scams, but you know what? There's people that, that, that can uh, level up things real fast. I'm going to start a business that I was, I think I was always had that business in me. So I started making websites for like, okay, we'll level up your characters and blah, 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 blah. And then it went from that to um, remember those uh, what were they called the bots? Those uh, auto clickers. Yeah, yeah. Auto clickers was a shit. That's how I got to development. I'm like, okay, I got to program this. How does this work? This is complicated. I don't know what I'm doing. And that's kind of what got me into writing code or being interested in code. And then I started playing this game called Empire Earth, and. That on its own is another story, man. I became famous on that game, like, I became extremely famous on that game. And I started a clan that became one of the biggest clans in that game. And so, I started making clan websites for the clan, and it just got this, it's got the ball rolling. And that's pretty much why I got into development. Because that's
1: crazy, bro. The most I did is I used to be obsessed with The Sims and i was so impressed that i figured out how to install this mod that makes i don't think you guys ever played the sims but when you take a shower or something your it blurs your genitals
3: yeah
1: uh <laughs> and i found a way to get rid of that blur and that was like the point of
3: the sims i know <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly so like i remember i would just make a bunch of female characters and then get rid of that mod and it was happy hour you know
2: yeah yeah so you used to do sims
1: yeah no I, I i so i was big into video games um like I, you know, it also started for me, obviously with the Super Nintendo, that Duck Hunt game and then Nintendo 64, Mar- like Super Mario 64 blew my mind as a kid. And I remember I got it at like very, very young age. I remember the box was freaking huge oh, yeah. that, it, that it came in. And anyways, I, from there, I fell in love with video games. It was like, just takes you to another world it was so fun and whatever and i kind of was into the runescape so by the time that people were playing runescapes and my brother was into runescape i was into have a hotel and coke music have any of you guys that used any of those
2: Gayest thing. oh,
0: oh wait I- coke music you can make your own music right
1: correct yeah
0: oh i remember that It was
1: basically like a social network before social networks, man. You basically make an avatar, you'd make beats and you'd go to these house parties with other users. And then you wait in line to play your beat and then people thumbs up or thumbs down your beat. (laughs) Okay. It was amazing. That's where I had my first girlfriend. Okay. On that freaking website. Uh,
2: Oh, you're one of those. Were you? (laughs) No, man. I
1: remember, bro. I would have girls on like my girlfriend. I remember getting dumped on there. I was like, what the fuck's going on in my life? Well, those um,
2: are real girls, and I've done that to other men as
1: well. Yeah, see, I probably, well, I didn't give them anything, I'm poor. But then, uh, The Sims. The Sims, to me, was the coolest, game. it was a life simulator, right? You literally just live life. And I'll never forget, I was so obsessed with that game, and I got to the point, uh, like, I just remember playing it, and it had been like like eight hours, I didn't eat, I was just freaking playing this game. And I remember just introspectively being like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm literally playing a game of me simulating life instead of me just living life. And I remember that was the day I kind of stopped playing video games. I just remember uninstalling it, being like, so this is ridiculous. Yeah, because just I was just, like, think about it. The game is like, you go to the kitchen, press eat because your guy's hunger thing is down. Like, oh, he has to pee, take him to go pee. And like, you would play that for eight hours. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I helping these pixels freaking play games? Like, what am I doing with my life? And that's kind of like when I stopped playing these games and just focused on, it's real life. Like, how can I upgrade? And that's when I started going to the gym and started talking to girls. Like, it just I don't know, man. That, that was my exodus out of uh, video games. Well,
2: well, what what about the rest of you guys? Uh, did you guys game? And what was how how did you get into gaming? Like, what was your first console?
0: Um, so I started with uh, I think it was it was Club Penguin, and it was what, on MiniClip
2: gaming. Club Penguin.
0: Club Penguin. Yeah, it was on MiniClip back in the day. Oh, Mini yeah, I remember. I remember that so um i I, I was like i was i was super obsessed and i spent hours after school just playing it yeah and then i wanted to like get more like of the in-game currency so i went on youtube and i just obviously like a little kid would i just i typed in how to get more you know club penguin money and i Mm -hmm. found like these these uh programs that helped you like cheat in the game um and then i I got like so much money. I was like the richest guy on the server. <laughs> and then that's how I got an interest in like um, coding. Cause then I wanted to make my own, you know, cheating thing, ah. like, customize it and stuff. So it was a it was a fun childhood. Oh,
2: that right. actually does sound fun. But uh, that's quite late. Like, how old were you? That seems like a. I like... was
0: in middle school. I think it was like grade started eight, seven. The game or eight.
2: quite late, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah i mean i used to play like those stupid little flash games um oh yeah, yeah. that was uh,
1: neopets yeah. i forgot about neopets yeah. so that was the
2: shit I was also but even before neopets yeah. uh, are you talking about uh new grounds
0: oh new grounds was nice too
2: new grounds is a nice uh uh thing as well what about you nolan did you grow up playing games
3: um you know what i was i was kind of not no not really
2: so oh. Were you, or like, Rune, RuneScape you were was like essentially or the only
3: game i was ever like into like for like Whoa. a year which game that was because like all my RuneScape. friends were playing it uh, and dude. like that's all they would talk about so i mean obviously i, I got into it <laughs> for like a year a solid year i was like into it that was literally like the only game i ever like dedicated serious time to ever like no was, way yeah I, I don't i don't play i don't play games like i mean i do like once in a while but it's not like your thing um, yeah i didn't even like get consoles or anything i just had no mm-hmm. interest in it like none yeah
2: yeah yeah wow i was more like
3: i was, like, was kind of like outdoorsy i guess a little bit like when i was younger
2: yeah um, well Nolan was a chad where we were like <laughs> like that, that beta guy in the in the in the basement playing our video games because no
3: man no, i was i was a bit of a i was a bit of a like i was really into like news and stuff when i was like seven really i you knew, used to it. Watch, like, I
2: knew it. no. were nolan you a 680 was, news guy no, I, I used to was, watch like
3: bbc world news like <laughs> more than anything well, I
2: have, it makes so much sense now nolan at the age of five was looking at the newspaper looking at at the news around stocks and forex <laughs> well, well well before we were even conscious no what is, the hell
3: okay that, that's another misconception because <laughs> I actually i was not really interested in like I guess the first thing that piqued my interest in I was into um, politics like a lot Um, and like, you know, like geopolitics and like,
2: Oh my gosh, foreign
3: affairs and stuff. Um, But what really got to me was like, we had um, an economics class I took in like grade 10 and it was like pretty interesting, but our teacher gave uh, like the whole class accounts like, um, paper oh, trading accounts yeah. was it
0: investopedia yeah
3: yeah oh, oh, yeah Goodness. and and i was like really i got really into it right like you know people were buying like oh, i'm buying nike i'm buying apple that's so uh, smart i'm like you guys are idiots like i saw on the news yesterday like all the money's in asia like i was just buying asian stocks i was going like oh you're a ahead of your time dude
1: right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so i was like i was like killing it like i, I think like, I was in first for, like, a majority of it, and, like, I came in second, like, on the last day because, like, oh, Asia wow. had a down day.
1: <laughs> Dude, that's so Dude, crazy. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. if they taught that course today? It'd like, anyone who sold anything, the teacher would be like, you bitch, you have to have diamond hands, motherfucker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bro, you know, we had the closest thing that we had was careers, and careers was so freaking bullshit. I mean... Yeah. People, like it taught you how to make a resume and crap, but, like, honestly... It was, such a, it was such a useless class, man. I don't know. I definitely did not learn shit from it. Like, my resume was garbage until university. I
1: don't even... I still have- don't have a resume.
2: Sorry? I still don't have a resume.
3: That's pretty impressive, though. That's actually, like, impressive.
1: No, it's not. I don't know how to function in the real world, man. All I, It's, like, who you know when people always say who you know matters. Like, I'm, like, for me, like, that means everything.
3: Because the whole yeah, life has been who you know. you know.
2: You know why who you know matters? Because... It's not the resume that gets you the job. It's that look that you give when you say, "I'll do anything." <laughs> that's that's what that's what that's where the real you know substance come in, into play.
1: Man, I don't. Know. I, the, the working world was just uh, it's been so strange. But damn, I can't believe you're we into geopolitics. See, when I was a kid, my dad's obsessed with the news, even till this yeah, day. Yeah. Like when they, the thing is, they watch Arab news. It's uncensored. It's not like look when you watch like. You know, regular news, American news, Canadian news—they're so polite. Yeah, you know, they talk, yes, and they're not like, screaming at hey. each other. Exactly, like they're like, "Oh, hey Ben," you know, but in Arabic news, it was just the whole house is just yelling. <laughs> you see, like fucking anchors throwing chairs at the guy because he's supports Saddam Hussein, and I'm like, "Whoa, this is Man, fucked I've up." I've seen like,
2: those
3: clips; it's hilarious. Yeah, you know, so, like, actually,
2: that. actually, just uh, on a serious note, I think that's a reflection of how degraded uh, society becomes. It's, it's, oh yeah, bro. It's, it's not because they're yelling. It's the lack, the, the lack of, lack of what's the word? Lack of ability is that a word? Lack, is that a thing? Lack of ability. Lack of, you mean civility? Lack. No, they don't have the ability to communicate, and that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a deterioration yeah, they, of of uh, education. It's a deterioration of the language that they speak. It's it's like an overall thing. You'll, they just you'll, beef you'll, too you'll see, hard. You'll see that, and you actually start seeing it in, in on American news now.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. now it's becoming, they're becoming similar. That's what I'm saying. That's why my dad's loving the Canadian news and shit now. They're in the American news because it's like reminding him of
2: the Arab news. (laughs) Because they are not able to, um, you know, they're not really able to. I I, I think what happens is, like, for instance, um, for the longest time, Arabic was, if you were really well spoken, that was a, a, a sign of someone that had, had, it's always been a sign of someone that's had uh, a good hold of the language. I can't speak for Arabic because I just started reading about Arabic history. But let's let's take Urdu for example. Urdu, when you, when uh, at the height of I won't say the height of, but when when things were still before the Europeans came into India and messed things over. Um, you had great poets and they would say things and provoking things and they would be able to communicate and I'm, I'm i'm sure the average person wasn't able to what i'm saying is you know being able to communicate having a good hold on language being able to exchange ideas uh civilly is a reflection i think it's a it's a somewhat of a reflection of how uh a society is
1: but the thing is look with arab news the reason why they're so charged is because they were idea ideolo- ideologically charged right so your support for bashar or your support for saddam hussein was not just a support for a person but of an idea of a and i think that's what like all we can all agree that the north america has become very polarized in the same way so when you're saying greta Thunberg's of like, you know uh, you don't support her and they're talking about on the news they're not talking about a little girl, they're talking about an idea, so they get so charged on even these small mm. topics, you know, and, like, Trumpism, you know, this whole, uh, like, they actually call it Trumpism, you know, you don't you really assign an ism to something until it becomes an ideology, and I think that's just what happened, and now, whatever you're talking about, it, is, it you're not just talking about that thing, you're talking about everything, you know, the that, that entire ideology behind it, and, yeah, and the Anderson Coopers and these people, even, the, why do you think Ben Shapiro and these, these uh the Stephen Crowders of the world are so popular now, people love that stuff, it sells, and you know, I guess uh, it's just caught on.
3: It's all echo chambers.
1: Exactly. It's echo chambers. And then, you, you know, you see that like these, uh, even the Jordan Peterson's and the Ben Shapiro, all these guys who got famous. If you look at their, if you go on YouTube and type their name, the most viewed videos are the ones like Ben Shapiro owns
2: transgender yeah. <laughs> you know, universities.
1: It's like, you know, it's like, and when you watch the video, it's way more subtle than that. But like, that's what people like to see.
2: Because it's clickbait. Well, those those titles are clickbait. But why the why they became famous is just because I think that that kind of voice was unheard of. People weren't talking about this.
1: Yeah, it was good that we're having both voices. It's just the new set. Like I love Breakfast Television. You guys ever watch
3: that? The, CP24. Like the morning show yeah yeah
1: the morning show the morning, that when i was yeah. a kid so like how nolan you used to watch the news like for me it was breakfast even at like grade five and onward like i used to love breakfast. i'd wake up early just to watch that shit why, you
2: know <laughs> why you're pessimistic you got exposed to news way too early
1: yeah bro i gotta blame my dad for that man. that's all he and he would be pessimistic because of the news and tell me like we're going to have horrible economy pack your bags we will sell the house i'm like what the fuck i'm in grade two right now what are we talking about <laughs> Like what the hell's going on?
2: Uh, we're going to have to take you out of school. You're <laughs> yeah.
1: We're going to go to Egypt. You will work there. I'm like, what do you mean work?
2: <laughs> you no, know, oh,
1: man.
2: A, bro, uh, what about you, Mo? Did you play video games as a kid? Yeah, man. So I started out with... Were you, so you, like, you? you kind of weird like Rami and Nolan? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I think... It was pretty normal. I would, I would like, consider myself normal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I started off with uh, Pac-Man and since Whoa. you guys were talking about, Whoa. you know, goes, so you?
2: Like the 80s? What the hell? Uh, I know. I know.
4: <laughs> I'm pretty old, eh? Okay? And you were talking about programming. I think that was the first time I was, like, really interested, like, how it is made and stuff like that. And I think by... I was in grade six or seven when I made my own Pac-Man kind of game. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And then I don't know, man. Like you know, whatever game came I played, it was GDA called yeah GDA yeah God of War. I actually bought uh, my PS3 only for God of War.
2: I remember you went to the God of War phase. Now I remember that.
4: Yeah, you remember that, right?
2: Yeah, I remember that.
4: So uh, yeah, but I don't know, man. What happened? But like after high school, I, I don't know what made me switch to accounting. I still don't know. I think that's the biggest Damn. regret I have. You hit, your
2: head, you hit your head way too hard. And for some reason, you decided that- Probably.
1: Most likely, yeah. Do you what guys do follow me? people on Twitch and stuff? Yes. I or have- better question, do you watch people play video games? If
4: I'm really I used bored, to. I
1: used to sometimes. Really? Honestly, I don't understand the logic behind it. Bro, it used, used to be a kid. punishment you're when you were a kid, when you had to watch somebody play the game.
2: <laughs> it's no so different than watching sports.
1: People say that, but okay, if you have siblings, I don't know if you guys ever did this to your siblings, but you'd be playing. You'd be like, I want to play, and you're like, okay, no problem. And then when they're, they're really young, you just
0: have the controller unplugged. But you just give them the controller.
2: <laughs> Bro, have you seen a professional play?
0: Yeah, they're really good, and they're entertaining. They're funny. They have jokes. Yeah. They're interactive. I, That's why I don't know. I, I couldn't intense. fall. I
3: couldn't get into it.
2: Yeah, same. I can't. No, no. It depends on on what you're watching. Like I didn't get into it until late university when they're like, look, you gotta watch. It also at some point for me it became. I don't have the energy or the commitment to actually play any video games. So sometimes if it was a game, I really wanted to play. I would just kind of watch the uh, gameplay.
4: Yeah. I Yeah. No way. Okay. Wait, watch... do you guys
1: watch sports? Yes. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's why, cause I don't even watch sports. So I don't okay. like, I don't like watching people engage in activities and that's like, like rarely. Right? Wow. So See, yeah,
4: I don't watch sports, but I would watch like people play video games.
2: Yeah. Especially if it's, it depends on the video game as well. Like, I'm surprised. Um, Wouldn't you
4: be more impressed by sports then?
2: Like I, I can't watch. I cannot watch people playing first shooters like Call of Duty. It just it's everything's moving too fast now. Maybe I'm dumb and slow. Um, it's just not happening. But if it's Dota or League of Legends, even games I don't even play, I'll kind of watch those tournaments. But when it comes to first person, I would watch it. I would watch the gameplay. For instance, Battlefield One. Hmm. Um. I watched a bit of the gameplay before I actually got the game and played it myself.
1: No, that's there. I'm just talking. there's people who just watch people play games for like you know for you watch uh, what was that big game start? Not t- Star Trek, frick Star man.
2: Trek, yeah. That, no, not Star Trek,
1: him. bro. You know what I'm talking about? Dota. No, man. It's I'm talking. It's an old ass game that people like were still playing in the, even in the middle 2000. It was like a Minecraft. Uh, no, not Minecraft. um oh, I'm so Starcraft. F- Starcraft. Damn, yeah. you got it so starcraft was a big phase and i remember my brother got into that and i'm like this game's old and we i bought that game and i remember the day we got it because we got it at costco and you know why i bought it because the freaking picture on the, the you know you buy cds these come in a box it was like a dragon or <laughs> some crazy i'm like yo these graphics are gonna be so sick i and i used to be into games because of graphics when we actually put the cd in, i'm like this must be an error because like why the hell is this 2d why does this look like shit anyways my brother got really into it and then when world
0: of warcraft came out
1: that's when you saw the obsession people like basically do you guys remember world of warcraft was like a disease bro people would just huge, get obsessed especially in like yeah. um
0: like china and japan and south korea
1: is it still big do you guys it's know? very
0: big i mean they have esports now um they have actual professional yeah. players on oh, teams esports e- is huge it's huge yeah so
2: that's a market that i'm just industry. wow that's but, what i heard too yeah. i think i if i was just a few years younger i think i would have been a professional gamer i and i'm not even exaggerating here i was that good
1: no way. I actually have a friend who was a professional gamer and actually made quite a bit of money. Stop stopped now, but he was really into Call of Duty and he used to do tournaments and stuff.
2: I think I know who you're talking about. I think I met him once.
1: Yeah, yeah, you probably did. Yeah. Right. Um, now he does LASIK eye surgeries. Let's
2: see where life takes you, man. No way. That kid became a... Uh... Seriously? Yeah. What? Bro. Wow, time goes by. I remember he was just a kid when I met him.
1: Yeah, bro. We're like 30 now.
2: Oh, my gosh. Um there's something that I just remembered uh before I go back into gaming. Mama's uh something about Mama just pissed me off right now. It he me stole him. your RuneScape shit? No, no, but he oh, did okay. something worse. So um in in high school we had this uh project where in physics class, we had to make a catapult. And we had a month to do this project, but mom and myself and Harris, we're retarded. I don't know what we're doing, but we just wouldn't do any work. Like, it's not like, oh, we're not doing work because we're going to go play sports or games. We just wouldn't do anything. And um, it, it got close to the time where we actually had to present it and then actually execute it, like show it working. So Mr. Rodriguez, our, our, our physics teacher, was kind of getting, you know, He's like, okay, well, these guys never have a catapult in class when everyone is working during project time. What are you <laughs> doing? So he's like, tomorrow? He's like, he's like, he started talking about how you're going to start bringing it into class, and so we had nothing, and instead of working on it, we just decided we're going to skip class. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> well, really I, don't mind, I don't know. So, Harris uh, and I skipped class, and Harris and I decided to go to some burger shop that we used to go to. I think we went to some burger shop, and then we, we had, like, um, private school courses that we used to take. So we're like, we'll just go there early today. Um, you know, just procrastinating, avoiding all kind of responsibilities and problems. And we tell Muhammad, look, bro, go back home. It's the last period. Go for, Go home. You're skipping this too? Go home. He's like, no, 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 I'll be fine. I'm like, dude, if Rodriguez catches you, we're going to be in trouble. Go home. It's already weird that all three of us are away on this day. Don't get caught. He's like, I'm not going to get caught. Okay, cool. You know what? We, we told him all we could, but he's a smart kid. We thought. Uh, Harris and I go, go I think we, we we ended up going to some, some subway uh, sandwich shop because the burger place was closed. Then we go, um, I think I was taking math or some, some math course or chemistry. I think I was taking math with Harris. We go, we sit down. We start working and then, I believe Harris gets a call. Harris gets a call from his parents or my my parents. Someone calls us and that's <laughs> oh no, Muhammad calls us. Okay, so Muhammad calls us and he's like, "Hey, uh, I have bad news." Like, okay, <laughs> Rodriguez caught us, and my thing was you like, fucking bitch. I told you not. Okay, and Rodriguez caught us, and Rodriguez asked where the project is, and I didn't know what to say. I was silent, and so. Um, oh, yeah, so Rodriguez is going to call your parents. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was so close to going back and murdering this kid because this is exactly what I told you two hours ago. Go back. Who skips class and then goes to the library to do more work? Go to the public library. <laughs> Not... Anyways, Rodriguez was pissed off, and he was like, I want to see your project. And so that very moment, Harris and I got up, we got up and we were like, we're coming over to your place, Muhammad. We're going to make a, a cattle pole. And that, I just remember that, and I just remembered that pissed me off, Muhammad. You you nearly got all of us in trouble. But you know, surprise to the story. Sorry, you I mean, Just this is this is the best part. So you, you have to understand, everyone else had planned it and they had like all these plans and shit for a month. We built it two days. No, in-
4: it was not even included. It was like. A night, night before, before. a so night,
2: night before, before. Yeah, yeah. So night before, you're right. It was a night, before, the night before. We, Harris and I, stopped by. We 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 buy all the popsicles and glues. We get to Mama's house and we're like, oh, "Fuck, we're we're not gonna make pl- blueprint prints. We're just gonna make it, and we'll just make some blueprints based on what we make." There's not enough time. And while we we're building it, bro, it it was like it was tipping over. So we're like, "Okay, we gotta put more popsicle sticks here." It's tipping over. <laughs> It was just so unstable but somehow we were able to make something that looked i don't know why what happened it just turned out So we made some fake blueprints on this is what we had planned this is what we built and so all we wanted was to show something because we thought this is going to break the moment we use it right we didn't care for its usage we, just, we don't want to fail this this stupid project the day comes and we we test it and we have to test in front of everyone. Everyone kind of goes, everyone kind of goes, and everyone kind of had an idea that the three of these guys are they're, they're morons. They don't know what they're doing. And they were surprised that we even had anything. And there was this kid named Bilal. Bilal and these like girls, they're like the smartest kids in our high school. They went and their accuracy was pretty good and everyone was impressed. Horace, myself, and Mohammed go last. We, ours, our catapult killed it. We had a 100- hundred. What? accuracy rate it was no believe it he was like what the frick bro? Like, what is going on here and i remember bilal came over
4: and he was asking us how can you guys do it
2: yeah 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 yeah. he came over and he's like it was julian i think that came over bilal's friend maybe it was bilal he's like how did you guys build this and we're just making shit up oh we planned this and that and bro it was like to put into perspective the night before part of the catapult we had to we had to drill a hole into the arm and we didn't have a dr- drill machine to drill the hole into the arm so we couldn't attach it so the morning the first period class was physics we got to class and Rodriguez like where is your catapult and we're like hey our catapult is here we just have to go drill into drill into this in uh in the carpentry class <laughs> um and we'll get this done, and Rodriguez exploded like, "You, I'll fail you guys, you guys don't even have to. I just remember being so terrified we got that done, and yet still 100% accuracy, rate. like that was a miracle, and that's when I learned, boys and girls don't work hard put everything <laughs> to the last minute in all that's so funny Bro, Mama, you pissed me off, man. I, I, just, <laughs> I, just, I just, those feelings came back. Why didn't you go home?
4: <laughs> I don't know, man. I still, I don't know why I couldn't go home. I think maybe I had to do something.
1: You probably just didn't want to get in trouble, man. No, so he, let, he, let me tell you guys a story of my first year at university, man. And before I, I have to preface the story with God, forgive me, because I did not know what I was doing when it happened. Uh, I basically, I, my first year at university, especially the first semester, I was dep- like high school. I was coming off of a high. Like, I felt like the king in high school. I, I you was know, friends with everybody. Girls was never a problem. Then I have to go to this place where you have to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. And I didn't even know why. You, why did I even pick life sciences? I didn't know anything. I was depressed. So first semester, first year, and... I'm in chemistry class and that shit was confused. Like I was just so lost, you know, and I'm sure anyone in this, I'm sure all you guys had a first year course that intimidated the shit out of you. Yep. I was intimidated like crap. And we used to have these practicals where you actually have to go into the lab and like you have a partner and you have to do an experiment or whatever. You have to do the math and titrations mm-hmm. and whatever. So anyways, we, we had a practical exam. So you actually have to go and do it in front of the TA or whoever is running it. And I was just too scared. I'm like, honestly, I'm going to fail i have to find a way out of this i don't whatever by whatever means necessary i'm gonna get out of this so i had recently heard of the term aneurysm i didn't even know what it meant the way people described it i thought it was just like a really like you have headaches you have migraines you have aneurysms that's kind of how i thought it was like an aneurysm just like a migraine okay like a heavier migraine i don't know it was like a life-threatening thing so i go to the, the ta like and I say this so casually. I'm just like, oh, you know, I have to go. Honestly, my mom just had an aneurysm. I just got to <laughs> check up on her. And, and, like, when I said that, her eyes, like, she was about to cry. And she was just like, oh my God, is your mother okay? And then that's when, as soon as she reacted that way, I'm like, I should have researched what an aneurysm is. I don't know what the fuck I just told her, like, <laughs> that my mom just went through. And I'm like, yeah, she's, she's fine. Like, I, I just got to check up on her. And she's like, these are very serious. Like, you, you don't even have to be here. Of course. Make sure you go. Make sure you go. Whatever. And I was like, oh, all, right, all right, yo, like, right, I'm, I'm going to go. Then I finally researched what an aneurysm was. I'm like, oh my God, I just told her my mom's brain exploded. and And I was acting so freaking casually about it. And the worst part is I pulled the Muhammad. I stayed in fricking university and I swear to God, like I, I can't confirm nor deny, but I'm pretty sure she saw me that same day oh. in the school, bro. <laughs> just walking around doing nothing. Oh. So yeah, bro, you got to research before you make up an excuse, man.
2: Oh, why aneurism? What? the? I f- just thought I had
1: just, I just I had just come upon the term. Like I, somebody just used that word and they use it in a way where it sounded like a migraine. To oh. me. So I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just tell her. And it sounded kind of serious, but not like a brain explosion. It just sounded like, okay, like it's a really bad headache that you sometimes have to go to the hospital for. Oh, so I'm yeah. like, this is a perfect way of like, you know. That's too. Cringy. My God.
2: That's too cringy, bro. I'm just... Oh, it was great. Cr- but I got out of it.
1: I never had to do it, and uh, yeah, man, that that was wild. But I just can't believe she believed. It. I was so casual. It's kind of like saying like, bro, who's, uh, it's, it's, it's like saying stroke and you're bro, so normal. Well...
2: She probably just thought you were in you were in shock. That's shock, exactly. Happened. Of course, she gave it. She was so
1: nice to me, man. She, I'm pretty sure she touched my arm. That's how like moved she was by this. You're like, oh,
2: now I'm just gonna go tell all girls that my, <laughs> my, my They touch my arm. That's a great way to get, get girls' attention.
1: Oh man, university, dude.
2: Dude, um, these kind of stories. I, I'm sure all of you guys have these cringy stories. I want to hear someone's cringy story.
0: I think Nolan has one. He told me once. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm
3: excited. Rose, refresh it, because I don't know.
0: <laughs> I think it was with you and Isfi. Um, you had some, like, project, and you were, like, really behind.
3: That was, like, every project. <laughs> history, I, Did you kill off specific? a family member? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have to think. Guys, give me a sec. Someone go ahead of me. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to think about Anyone else that. says something? Surprisingly, yeah. I don't. I, I finished,
0: even though, like, I... I procrastinated and did everything last minute i didn't use any excuses i just submitted it
2: and, like Chiroz right over the deadline Charles was a perfect student compared to the rest of us elite elite. <laughs> i mean
0: i was i was still a retard but i was a controlled retard
2: yeah, no, no. <laughs> Charles is a um he was a good student i think uh if if anything we've corrupted Charles uh <laughs> after he, he met up with us
1: yeah, we got to do did. <laughs> oh yeah, I sorry. can tell you a funny story. You that private school you mentioned uh, was Beacon, correct?
2: Yeah, Beacon House.
1: So I don't know if you guys know uh, anyone who lives in the GTA. I guess Beacon House was this private school people went to when they couldn't pass calculus. So you'd go to Beacon House, you'd pass calculus, you'd get into university. Was it That's like a tutoring
0: bas- thing, or was it like an actual private? It's a
2: private. It's like literally a, a private school. You can get. A, you can actually get your entire like thing. you get your
1: high school credits from. Yeah. Okay, basically so, you pay to get. Breaks. exactly you pay to play exactly you pay you get the grade and then you can go to university right, right. so i had a friend who was um in that beacon house because he wanted to get into university really badly and he just could not pass calculus so we had a and unfortunately like very uh the urdu word is bachara like or bachari <laughs> like a very uh uh what's the what's the, what's an english word for something what is the english word for that uh poor soul,
2: poor soul yeah. like
1: a very poor soul his name was Musamil. He was very nerdy and oh, you know, all that. That like neighbor is
2: already very poor, Soli.
1: Yeah, like he, he was just this very nerdy, very frail guy, but very smart. Like, you know, like he, he always came to school on time, always did his work. Just picture the picture perfect kid who's probably never seen a, gr- like a girl in his life, like just old, that kind of person, okay? What my friend did is my friend kind of used to bully him in a way, but not in like a mean way, like you're a loser or you're a whatever, but just more like force him to do things. So <laughs> Beacon was very, as you may know, Ashar, it's not like, again, it's just pay to play. It wasn't like a real, it's not like a school where they actually care. The teacher doesn't really care about you. Probably don't even know what you look like. So what my friend did is when he had his calculus exam and it was like a pass or fail deal, he technically kidnapped Musimil and what? put him, yeah, <laughs> and took him to Beacon and said, you're writing my goddamn exam and I'm oh, not taking no. you home until you write it. And he actually wrote the exam for him and took him home.
2: That is Munna by MBBS
1: right there. It is,
2: yeah.
1: I just can't believe it happened, bro. Like, And the funny thing is, like, it was just a bunch of Afghan guys. They all just circled and like, yo, come here. We just want to talk to you. And they basically took him to Beacon, wrote the exam, and then that was
4: it.
2: Dude, that is insane. I don't know how
4: to do <laughs> that. That sounds very like TLK.
2: <laughs> oh, TL Kennedy, right? Yeah. Yeah, that school is messed up, guys. Bro, TL bro, Kennedy was disgusting. Um, Yeah you know what was disgusting? Loyola. Loyola was one of the most disgusting schools I went to. I mean, when I said disgusting morning, I'm there early, summer school. It's summer school too. The washroom smelled like piss Uh. (laughs) nonsense. Oh my god. I did you go to Loyola? They
3: built a new one. Oh did they? Yeah, yeah, there's a new one. That that old building's not used anymore. Oh, it was like from the forties.
2: <laughs> it was disgusting, man. I mean, it was it was it was really bad. Mo, were you there with me in Loyola?
4: I don't know, man. I've been to so many summer school. Yeah, <laughs> I don't,
2: oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I, remember. I took summer school nonstop from grade nine all the way to third year university.
4: Same, same here. Yeah. <laughs> no way. I
1: never did summer school in high school, but I did it in university because I actually liked university. So it was like weird.
2: Yeah, I liked university so much that I spent seven years in university so (laughs) you're like
1: van Wilder, bro i was just
2: like i don't i don't i'm not getting enough of it i mean granted i did about uh two years worth of co-op but still i really loved university
1: university is honestly the best years of my life man
2: oh okay i just remembered a, a wait nolan did you remember
3: no I have no I have nothing not okay. nothing compares to Rami's There are repressed uh, memories ki- kidnapping. there are
1: repressed <laughs>
2: memories I, <laughs> Yeah there's I, kidnapping
3: How can I follow up kidnapping now
2: Bro <laughs> <laughs> well, this whole kidnapping thing is ridiculous I swear this is uh this is what happened in Pune MBBS uh, I I uh, I have a story this is uh, um a, a chemistry uh class story i'm trying to remember half of my university now i feel like it's just all gone but your story reminded me so final year uh to put things to put things into perspective i have not gone to a single chemistry lecture wow not one so jesus christ bro i just could not do chemistry i mean i was learning along the way so it wasn't like I don't know what's going on. I just wasn't going to to the lecture. I was going to the labs and everything. Final lab, titration. Uh, You know, you have to like dilute um, hydrochloric acid and whatever the hell titration. That's yeah,
1: the one same thing for the aneurysm story. Exactly
2: same thing. So like you. I, bro, I, when I say first year, first semester, first year in general, I just didn't know what was going on, man. Like, I wasn't used to a semestered system. I went to a non-semestered high school. And so I oh, couldn't even believe that, like, oh my gosh, midterms already? What are you talking about? I, I'm just getting ready. I'm just getting used to what's going on here. So that's what my first year was like. I, I wasn't prepared at all for the, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I wasn't even sure. I did I didn't even know that that was the final uh, lab, like Exam. I just went in not knowing that. I thought un-
4: you know that, that is actually very true. Because like same, same as you, I went from non-semester high school to a semester college. Man, it was really hard for me to kind of you know get into that cycle where you are like constantly like you know studying every single day.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it was messed up, and so I don't. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't know that there was even gonna be an ex- uh, a, a final exam. And so I went in, and, and then they prep you. Um, maybe I did. Anyways, I, I go in, and I, I have no idea what to do, like, at all. I don't even know why I even stuck around. And so uh, our, our lab instructor, was she was pregnant, like, very pregnant. Like, she could have basically. Up at any moment. Yeah. And <laughs> so she was also quite moody. Um, I don't know if he was normally just moody or for just pregnancy or something. She was very moody. Like I, I was scared to even talk to her. Um, so I decide that, you know, it's, it's not like they close off section so I can watch what other people are doing. I'll just watch this, this guy that I was, I kind of knew um, uh, uh, a little bit. I'll just watch what he's doing. He's not the smartest kid, but he's not a complete moron like myself. I'll just follow him. So I'm, I'm just I'm following what he's doing, and he, at one point, you're supposed to dilute the acid, and he overflows the, the, te, the, the, the measuring thing, the long measuring thing, I forget what it's called. And he overflows it, so he, he definitely just diluted way too much. And I remember thinking, you dumbass, how do you do that? And as I'm just doing it, I do the same thing. Now <laughs> he, he puts his hands up and he calls the instructor over and you can see she's visibly upset, but she gives him a new set of uh, um, dilution liquid or like distilled water and hydrochloric acid. And I'm terrified. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to say the same thing. She's going to know I'm cheating. I put my hand up and she asks what's up. And Um, he she she was kind of nice about it and she gave it to me. I'm like, okay, thank god. And in my mind, I'm thinking, wouldn't it be freaking hilarious if if that happened again? That would oh my god. As I'm thinking, as I'm thinking that, I watched that guy do that, so he (laughs) overflows it, and I'm like, you dumbass idiot, you are in so much trouble. And as I'm watching him do that, I do the same thing. I will <laughs> and my heart literally just, I, I was so frozen that I don't—I didn't think I had even the, the, the balls to say, like, I quit, I'm leaving. I was just frozen. What the hell do I do? And he somehow had the balls to put his hands up and ask for it again. And she, I think, controlled her emotions so hard. I think she just wanted to say, you dumbass, get the hell out of this class. <laughs> But she still gave it to him, and I was not. I I just I wasn't sure what to do, and I decided there's no way in hell I am I gonna ask again. This is the fourth time that she's gonna be someone's gonna be asking, and she's gonna lose it. So I just went along and made up some data. I I, I like what does this even matter? I'm just gonna make <laughs> in the end. You're supposed to write some data down, and make a lab report and come back with it later. So I just made up numbers on the spot. I still pass chemistry with the B plus.
0: Hey, wow. But
2: uh, that's my story. So if you're cheating, you even even to cheat, you need some sort of brain. You can't be a complete moron like me.
3: <laughs>
2: and on that note, we'll end our podcast for today. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us and a word from our sponsors.
1: Uh, this podcast is brought to you by uh, as in court energy group a great investment opportunity for anyone listening
3: uh, ticker symbol aamg.g
1: i highly recommend it It's as a deal right now 12 cents i promise you 20 cents let's go baby
2: <laughs> let's do it guys let's get on that buy that shit before it is a dollar
1: <laughs> i need to get my investment back guys i have four cents away let's go
0: all right, guys. All right
1: boys take uh, uh, thank you Bye.
0: all right take
3: care